I got your picture. Shut the fuck up. Three, two. I'm coming. Oh. You're a little too good at that. I am. You, you, it's your fault. What did he say? All right, here we go. What's up, Highline Nation? Trent Davis and Riley and coming out to get back. <laughs> Months went by with. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny? Hey, you said m- months went by. You <laughs> did fucked I? up the first word. Did I? Yes, I, m- moments went by. Well, it do be like that sometimes. Why are you doing this? What's up, Highline Nation? Trip Davis and Riley Embry coming back at you with another episode of the Highline episode 78. Old Blowjob McLeod. Martin Trix Jr. Rest in peace, Furniture Row. Uh, we got the Talladega Review. Ryan Brady run! Know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we also going to talk about is the Super Speedway package fixed for the cup cars? couple races, Super Speedways in a row. Well, if you count Atlanta, Super Speedway. Uh, been great races. So is it fixed or we still got work, work to do there? We're also going to talk about, talk about the Matt Crafton and Nick Sanchez just bloodbath uh, after the truck race on Saturday. Uh, we're also going to talk about the playoff standings update because we only got one race left in the round of 12. Who's looking good and who needs to be stepping it up here on the road course this weekend? Yes, sir. Um, let's going to be talking about the 2024 schedule uh, shakeup. We know a few things so far. Uh, going to be talking about the new tracks uh, and maybe some of the old tracks that are coming back in a different way. Uh, we're going to be talking about our attaboy. We're going to be giving our You Can't Do That can't lo- do long list of dudes this weekend to give that one to. Hmm. And then we're going to be talking about the Roval this weekend, uh, give you our preview and our picks. Let's go. Let's get it. Davis. You're right, Lambry. Take it We don't need no education. Please refrain. <laughs> you can't do that. Let's fucking go. Months went by with us pretending. When did our light turn from green to red? I took a chance and left me standing. Lost the will to pick you once again. Well, this is not for real. I'm afraid to feel. I just hit the floor. Don't ask for more. And I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. You can't stop the feeling. There is no reason. Just make the call and take it all. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time again. Picking Brad again. again. Have you won with Brad yet this year? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think I have either. No, I won with him at Bristol a couple weeks ago. But... Wasting hey, my time a, picking my Roush boy. You wasted a lot of time this weekend watching a lot. Well, you, to be fair, you didn't watch other sports. But uh, 
Yeah. I didn't waste my time because Ryan Blaney has won this race. Oh, go 12. Woo! My time. That shit hurted. What'd you do? I think I just cut myself on this mic. <laughs> you ain't bleeding. Up. You ain't bleeding. You ain't trying. Um, that's how dedicated we are at this podcast. We bleed. We still make it lead. That was terrible. <laughs> What are we what? Le- what are we leading? <laughs> I don't know. Get back to me on that one in about ten minutes. Um Yeah. Uh welcome back to the Highline Highline episode seventy eight. Oh blowjob McLeod. BJ. Martin Truex Jr. Anthony a couple years ago. Who? Didn't Anthony drive seventy eight car in the well, yeah, doesn't he drive I, that in the I, Xfinity I, I think he does. The dude wipes car. Yeah. Don't you use dude wipes? Not anymore. Too expensive. Oh. I oh. use the Walmart brand. Ah, the baby wipes. Mm. Same thing. That's the baby. Same thing. See ya. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Remember, it's just if only if we're in Paris. Can, ah, we, can we talk about that? Yes. Only in Paris. Um Hey, did you know Ryan Blaney won that race? <gasps> yes, I did. Mm. And unfortunately You know what that means. Well, I'm see, I'm not worried about that. Because oh. I'm gonna whoop that ass. But Ah. Um, oh yeah, real quick. How you like it? Um got some merch just for us so far. But if you like it, if you like it, we could sell it. We could sell it. Just if you're know. interested. Shirts. I got the gray, he's got the white. Yeah. And then he's got the dark gray hat and I got the white hat. Yeah. Um thought it was about that time about uh, that time thread logic give everyone we'll do a sponsorship maybe later on in the future great people um great customer service uh had a uh, had a first edit that they did because it, it's threaded on there like it's not like just a sticker it's a good logo it's a good logo pretty solid logo yeah. and um you know the first rendering i really wasn't a big fan of because it's really hard to read the highline is like just too much of the same color of green so like can we adjust that to make it make it just a little more easier to read and they did okay it got back to me in a few hours and uh the second edit looked great and i said that's good to go and then they shipped it and uh took about a week to get here and it looks great so thank you thread logic uh appreciate it hopefully we can have more uh deals in the future um but uh yeah appreciate it and uh, i think me and riley and everybody that we've given some uh, apparel to for the highline has enjoyed their um items so uh got anything else to add on that no that's it good cocks hey <laughs> hey you said it <laughs> opposite day ah so it really means fuck the cocks you would um, i would i have before <laughs> anyways uh where were you getting to before i interrupted you i don't recall <sighs> already Did you know huh? I have bagel and uh Egg. Oh my god! Yeah, start all the way over from when you got in my truck this afternoon. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, how was your weekend before we get into all this? Well, from shit. what I remember, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you had a you had a busy weekend. Yeah. So Friday went up to Columbia, down to Columbia rather, uh, for the rehearsal dinner for my buddy Nick's wedding. Who? Uh, my buddy Nick. Um, don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a good time. Uh, drank a little bit of beer, Not a little much. bit. Oh, Friday night. Friday did drink okay. a whole lot. Came back home. 
Um, woke up the next day, drove back up there for the wedding. Uh, got fucking hammered. Uh, I was the best man, uh, so I had a oh, speech. Yeah. I didn't mean to ask you how that speech. Speech go. went great. Did it, it was way better than the. Uh, now listen to this shit. Oh boy, this is I've never I haven't I haven't heard this either. So you're hearing it first, like I am right well, here. Well, you do know this part, I think. Oh. Um, the maid of honor. So, like, I was the best man yeah. for for the groom. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the bride I know how it works. I've been the in bridesmaid of honor was a dude. Okay, yeah, you did not tell me this. <laughs> you didn't know this. No, I did not. Yeah. So, luckily, fabulous. So they they didn't make us walk down like together, uh, holding holding arms <laughs> like you normally would with maid of honor and groomsmen. They usually walk down together. At least every wedding I've been in, which is what six, seven <sighs> weddings. Um, Who'd you walk down with? Nobody. We walked. Everybody walked down individually. So you didn't walk down with nobody. No, we all walked down individually. Who one, did one that? At a time. Um. Wasn't it y'all's wedding that... No, we all worked together. At me, your wedding? Yeah, me and Nick walked together. He, me and my best man walked down there together. And then he came back and escorted my mother... I think Michelle didn't walk with anybody. I don't remember. You know, it's some, there was some wedding that I was a part of that somebody was not... was. Different. So, anyway, yeah. Go ahead. So anyways... Um, this ain't a wedding podcast. At the at the end of the ceremony, we did walk out together, but we didn't have to like hold hands or do the thing. Uh, we just kind of walked side by side out of there. He's a cool dude. Name was Jose. Um, so uh, drinking started early Saturday. Um, took a flask with me up there, mm. full of some liquor. Uh, that flask was gone before we were done with photographs. Uh, before look at this photograph. Uh, yeah, so uh, open bar as well. Yeah, it's so like a bad, bad. 15, 16 beers, mm. shots. Um, it was a long day. Ripped my pants doing the splits on the dance floor. That's what that song should have done. Mm. The SpongeBob song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they wouldn't have understood. Ripped my pants. Um, but yeah, I, f- I mean, from like my crotch was ripped off in my pants. It was bad. Uh, so. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, woke up yesterday, not really all that hungover, so that was even better. So, um, really, yeah, came. I mean, I I didn't want to drink. Like yeah. it was one of those days where I was like, I kind of just want to lay around, and do nothing, but I didn't feel bad. Um, yeah, came home yesterday, watched the uh, the race, and that was really it. So that was my my weekend. It's a good weekend, not too bad. Yeah, mine was a uh, a lot less lot a lot less. Or more tame than yours. If I can figure out English words and how they work. Uh, had the whole weekend off and, you know, kind of just um, went to dinner with my in-laws on Friday night and drank some beer and had some had some good food. And, and then Saturday, you know, woke, woke up early, went to the gym because my team, Clemson, had another noon game, which... You know, makes what me, happens when you suck. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's your who's, who's South Carolina's record now? Two and three. Mm. Yeah, we play in the SEC. Oh, so. here we go. Well, we probably about to. Um, but yeah, I had to wake up early, went to the gym with my wife, and got back just in time for the for the for the Clemson game and best game we played all year. So uh, got a, a 70, 70, 17 point dub on the road against the undefeated Syracuse team. Pretty damn good Syracuse team. So. Uh, happy about that, and you know, kind of watched 
football and had the truck race on on my phone, kind of watching them simultaneously. Had a couple good games on the 330 slot with Georgia and Auburn and um, some other games. And, you know, just watch football all day Saturday, drank. And then Sunday, woke up, went to the gym, and did it all over again. So I watched the, race, the NASCAR race and kind of had NFL on. My Panthers lost again, so – we about we about done for the season there in Panther Panther World, so we'll see if we can ever turn around. Um, your Broncos did get a win though on Sunday. Congratulations to 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 y'all! Barely beating the worst team in the league. Hey, um, Dub's a dub. Dub is a dub though. Can't, we ain't got we one. should be undefeated. Oh, here we go. But se- you seventy points. Sh- we should be three and one. Okay, there you go. But uh, yeah, just um, chilled all weekend and. Uh, I had to go to a, a a safety meeting this morning uh, from seven to was it safe two thirty? Oh, uh, great, safe as hell. So too safe. We needed we needed some danger in that damn in that damn shit. So uh, yeah, just went to the gym. I can't fucking feel my arm or my back. You're welcome. Um, no, never again. Nickel. That's what song should have done. Never again. Uh, but it'll Friday. Uh, you won't be there. Friday. What do you mean Friday? We'll do Bison back again on Friday. And I'll be dead again. I will be. I'll be there. You said never again. Uh, Well, I'm just not going to come when you (laughs) come. Don't come by yourself now. Don't. But you don't want to come with 20 of your friends either. No, you don't. Shout out. Shout out Steve Latart. Yep. You know, you know what he was doing on Sunday. But anyways, so with that being said, Ryan Blaney won this race. Who? So you know what that means. They probably don't even know this because Brian Blaney never wins. Ah, we did it when he won the 600. Did he win the 600? Nah, I just made it up. Uh, we got a shotgun a bear because Blaney won and you like Blaney and a little bit. I guess he's number three for me. I thought Joey was number three. That's really either. Here's my problem. Oh, boy. I don't want anybody to win but the 17 or the 6. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to. But it's going. if it's not going to be them two, it better be another it four. It better be the 12 or the 22. What? Who? I, I, he's doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. <laughs> I actually kind of don't like him. Also, like, yeah, yeah, he's not very good. Well, I don't just his personality kind of rubs me the wrong way. But, he's very goofy. He's like six foot five um, goofball. Yeah, and but, he's uh, not very good at racing cup cars. He's great in the Xfinity series, but cup side, he uh, he's sophomore slump. He's been in that car for has it only this been is his second year? It is on the five hundred. I feel race. like he's been in that car forever. Mm-mm. No, because he got it in after Brad left. Well, not forever. You know, I mean, like three years. Yeah. Well, he got it in after Brad left. So. Yeah. To be fair, Brad didn't do a whole hell of a lot his last year. Only won two races? Won one race. Was that Talladega race his only win? Yeah, in 21, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, we got a job to do. We got a shotgun a beer. (laughs) So get out of Busher Light, even though Chris Busher did not. Where'd he finish? (laughs) We'll get that in a little bit. 19th. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. 20th on track. Yeah. 19th in the record book. Well, Kevin Harvick had that Bush Light camo car, maybe. I like it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Well, I, I would have liked it better if it was just more camo or just. I would have liked it better less if there camo. was no camo. Well, not no camo, but it just fit. It was like it I didn't couldn't know, see it. <laughs> it didn't know what it wanted to be. Is my problem with that four car? And apparently NASCAR had a problem with that four car as well with the damn windshield wipers or whatever it was. Yeah, Maybe they're warm. Good, be easier to shotgun. I've been practicing. What? 
Oh, it's like, did I say something wrong? You you about to pop it open like that? You're really about to pop it open. That's about how big you want it. <laughs> you be sucking on that thing till we got done. <laughs> Hello. What? You sucking on that thing? <laughs> oh shit! I'd be sucking on that thing till we came together. <laughs> like Steve Leterman wants to do. Uh, yes, he would. Yeah, it's been a minute. Why am I getting nervous? You still probably ain't calmed down from that eye race. That's what it is. All right. By the way, this is not the best. Talladega. While he's doing this, Talladega. What are you doing? I tried to pie and it started spewing. I'm going to try a different key. Um, while he's fucking this up, I uh, ran a Talladega race on iRacing before we did this podcast. The air went out of it. It's weird. Um, and uh, I didn't qualify. Look at it. And I was the 20th. There's air in it. I rating. This beer Bro. is contaminated. Bro. What? Use the side of the key. First off, suck that beer off. <laughs> Pop, pop this back out. All right, come down, come down, come down. Now use the side of the key and then put it in there and turn it. Like, like this. So, and then turn. No, jackass. You Get, said turn it. Well, you about half done with that damn beer now. Anyways, started twentieth. Uh, kind of rode around in the back. There was a wreck with like ten to go, and then uh, I rode around twelfth. Shot the middle, coming to the. To the white. Jesus Christ. I'm going to die. And I pushed the leader to the win. Who was spotting for you? Uh, TJ Majors. No, he was not. That'd be old Trent Davis. Yeah. 12th to second in one lap. Using lessons learned from myself on NASCAR 2004. Yeah, that's what got you the second place. Didn't you dump five people on your way to the checkered flag? I hit that one car down the back stretch, and he just decided to turn left. He decided to sh- he gonna shoot it through the window. Next I, time. I hit him square in a bumper. And Look he, how he big that hole is. Mine's about the same size. Mine's bigger. Mine's gaping. <laughs> this hole is prolapsed. Um, if I fuck this up, I will be going for another account. Because <laughs> I'm I done fucked it up. I'm all fucked up over here. All right, well, you want to so count down. All right, let's put our mics together. <laughs> You spilling it? Well, you gotta get a little even with me. Ready? Well, yeah. Why the fuck am I nervous? Hey, I hate this. I, I hate this. All right, here we go. Do some shit on camera. It's gonna be embarrassing if you fuck it up. That's. I'm gonna take my headphones off. I think that's my problem. I do that's, why, every I, that's why I've been losing to you. Yeah. I can't put my mouth around this. That's hole. what she said. Here we go. Three. Which um, which which finger do you do it with? My middle finger. Your middle finger? Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel right. Well, then just do it however is comfortable. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. <sighs> oh, that hurts so bad. The hole you see right there, like that liquid got stopped. Yeah, I think I might have a drop or two left in mine from that as well. But I almost beat you. That'll be fair. 
I did spill a little bit of mom. All right, next year we're doing something else when they win. <laughs> uh, shit hurts. That's so fun. It hurts the stomach. Stomach's fun. Well, you don't, you're just weak. You don't do it fast enough. That's why it doesn't hurt. It's just I like you're, just, like like you're drinking a beer. That's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. What's that burp? I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm good, too. Give me another one. I got to read that much. No. No. Give me you don't, don't do another one. What do you need to do it for? Because I fucked up. Because you lost? Yes. No, I fucked up. I was not happy with myself. That's why. This motherfucker. Go ahead. Do the podcast while I do this again. <sighs> mm. Why did we do that again? Huh? Why did we do that? Why did we do what? Shotgun beer. I don't know. You tell me. Because Ryan Blaney won the <laughs> fucking race. Because so yeah. Ryan Blaney won the race. Carry the show like I always have to do. Uh, bullshit. Why do You're that? a fucking liar. Uh, apparently I am. <laughs> I do uh, a fucking race review on TikTok and somebody says I'm lying again. Yeah. What the fuck am I lying about? Um, the only thing I could find is when I said... You know, this, we'll get into this a little later about the super speedways being pretty good. The past couple of races, I said, me, when me and you went to Atlanta in the spring, I meant to say the summer. If that's what he's talking about, whoopsie, sorry. I don't think, I don't think he was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I think he was just I think he was saying me. that the race was probably dog shit. I, he probably just didn't like the race. He's probably just not uh, a Ryan Blaney fan. He's probably a... Chase Elliott fan. Um, maybe, I don't know. Denny Hamlin, maybe, who knows. I mean, didn't he just fucking fourth? Yeah, well... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you're shotgunning another beer. You did a swell. That's the best you've ever done on this podcast. Listen here, if I'm going to beat you one day, I got to get my. I got to practice. practice. You don't practice in front of people. You practice in the dungeon <laughs> by yourself. That's alcoholics. <laughs> I'm going to drink today just so I can try to beat Riley in a shotgun. Yeah, you need an audience. If that's your goal, you're about to. What? Okay, it looked like you're about to fucking put a hole in the top of the can. Yep, let's do that. <laughs> hey, it might work. No, it, go ahead. It would not. That's not how vacuums work. Um, yeah. So I ain't got shit to say. So. <laughs> nah. Um, I guess we'll talk about the race while he's trying to shotgun another beer. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was Talladega uh, first. Damn, this motherfucking mic. This episode is terrible. <laughs> this is the worst episode we've had. We're in a 20 long minutes time. in and we ain't said shit about <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, so Talladega was a Talladega. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, first stage was eh, kind of hit or miss. Remember Not a ton happened. Um, Blaney was up there. Um, Briscoe. Uh, the 41, uh, they were up there for a while. I think the 10 was up there a minute or two. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Blaney won that stage, so I guess you can shotgun the beer for him <laughs> winning the I'm stage. Calm me down. Three, two, one, go. Wait a minute. Ready? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Three, two, one, Go. All right, I, I see why you're... All right, something that could increase your speed. What's up? When you come back... Hello. 
you're here. Turn that motherfucker up with the gravity tool to. See, that's why I did. I would have never known that. Yeah, you got. Give me another. I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't do another. You turn, you turn your head sideways, not the can. Because uh, you're straight back. Yeah. If you turn your head sideways <laughs> and the can's straight up and hey. down, it's empty though. The gravity forces the beer out because that's what you're doing. You're creating a funnel. So instead of neck, that's what can. Yeah. So okay. When I crack it, I crack it like this. I go. Okay. And straight back. Because what you're doing is when when you create this hole, yep. there's pressure up here, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not cracked. Yep. And you crack it, air is forced in there, which means the liquid is forced out. Mm -hmm. So if you turn it like this, you still got the gravity's yeah. not, the, the gravity's it's not, not equal. equal. But if you do like this, okay. it's all coming out. All right. um, but uh, all right, give another one. I'm not shotgun, I just want another one. Yeah. Uh, I'll check another one. <laughs> I might not finish it. But yeah, so stage one won by Ryan Blaney. Um, there really ain't a ton to say about it. It was a good stage, though. Yeah, I mean, it was. There was. Uh, they was racing all the time. Yeah, That's they what I raced, about it. but like there wasn't anything like notable to speak about. Um, did, they didn't wreck at all in stage one, did they? They didn't wreck at all till stage three. No, there was a caution before stage three. Are you sure? Yes. I don't think there was. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a call. Well, okay, the caution happened on the last lap. Of stage one went Ross wrecked, That's but right. there was about to be a caution That's anyway. Right. So coming to stage the end of stage one because we do need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, who was it? the eight was pushing the forty seven? Yep. Forty seven ran out of gas. Yeah, lost fuel per pressure. And the eight kind of went up into the fence. Forty seven was up there with him, kind of in the fence. Ross tried to hit the middle mm -hmm. shoot the middle like i did and, and uh, you know he didn't do it as well as i did and i <laughs> but i digress uh, ross shot the middle there and uh he shoot through the window he got clipped who clipped him the 47 was it the 47 pretty sure or shot, the eight shot him up into the fence and broke it and he was done so. then that's 20 hit him yeah 20 hit him 20 was fine though yeah he ended well Fine. He's good enough to was, yeah, good continue enough. on. Yeah, he was. Uh, stage two, uh, won by Bradley Keselowski. Shotgun. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, that one was uh, another stage that I really don't remember a ton happening. I mean, there was there was racing throughout the field, but it was very difficult for like the the middle the middle groove was kind of dominant as far as making their way to the front. So like the guy, the first and second place car could get a run off the corner, pass them down the back or front stretch. And then, you know, the inside line couldn't really do that. They couldn't really clear those, those top two guys. Uh, so I do remember Brad uh, was kind of doing that. I can't remember who was pushing him. Was it Kevin Harvick or somebody like that was pushing him. Who are we talking about here? I think it was Joey, actually. Pushing who, Brad? Yeah. I think it was Joey. I think it was. Joey yeah. or Blaney. Um, and uh, wasn't Busher. They no, were it together. wasn't. Busher, Busher came up there for a little bit at the end of that stage. Yes, when they got that high line going. Yeah. Um, him in the 23. Kind of ran around to the top there. Um, yeah, these beers are warm. Yeah, they're, 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 they're warm. Um, so we need to go put them in the fridge. Yeah, probably. 
I'll go do that. Or just, yeah, go ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ross, Ross, Brad won that stage. Um, Ten points and a playoff point, which is good for the playoff line uh, for him because he's a. Uh, he wrecked in stage three. Uh, stage three was kind of strange. Um, pitch strategy was different. Uh, you know where cars pit, this, that, and the third, and those the the Fords got shuffled back. The Toyotas were really never a factor, and um, you know the the six and the seventeen were kind of shuffled back out through the field. They they came back up and they were in the field and they were winning and uh, they're up towards the front. And uh, I know, I remember Chris made a move and the eleven had been a lap down because he sped on pit road, so he was trying to help. You know, try to get his lap back, and Bubba was up there, and uh, I can't remember if it was Bubba or or Denny. I think it was Bubba that kind of threw a weird block or kind of squeezed the the seventeen, um, which shuffled the RFK guys to the back, and they just kind of ran in the back for the rest of that until um, what about twenty to go, Brad. I was trying to make his way back up there, pushing that third line through the field there, and uh, came into the tri-oval, and Carson Hosevar decided to just not drive his car straight anymore. And um, That one's on Brad. It's 50-50. I mean, it's, it's a racing deal at Talladega. Um, uh, you, you made a good point. I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was – Maybe it wasn't even you. Maybe it was Eric Estep that said this. Somebody said some shit about this. That I think sometimes Brad forgets that not every car in the field is as good as his. Uh, yeah, Eric. It was Eric in his video, and and it makes a lot of sense. Um, Brad, Brad is in the best car pretty much every week when they come to Talladega and Daytona. His car can do whatever he wants it to. And it's been that way pretty much his whole career. And he's a very good super. And he's very good at what he's doing. Um, So when he gets, I think he kind of gets overzealous sometimes. He kind of forgets that not everybody's car can do what his car can do. Uh, When when he's pushing, like if that's Chris Buescher right there, they don't wreck. If that's Denny Hamlin right there, they don't wreck. Bubba Wallace, like any of the top guys at super speedways, they're not wrecking right there. Um, So sometimes you would hope, Brad doesn't make those those mistakes as you know shoving the guy that doesn't need to be shoved. Um, you think back to the uh, 500 last year, he wrecked the 21, who was his first Daytona 500, or at least it wasn't that for the first one in that car. Uh, he was a rookie, and then he wrecks Ricky, who was you know he's a good super speedway racer, but those cars are probably not the best and probably not handling the best. So, uh, and then, then now Carson Hosevar who's in a car that's not great and he's got very limited cup experience. So um, I, I think, yes, it is Brad's fault because whenever you hit somebody from behind and they wreck, almost never is the guy in front of you's fault. You know, you're the one that hit him. That's on you, right? Um, but Carson, I think, contributed to it by A, not having the best car in the field because uh, uh, – what Austin Dillon got out of the Infill Care Center and said that he couldn't hold a straight line by himself, much less as somebody was pushing him. So, um, 
you know, I think Brad's got a lot of the blame because he's the one that hit him and he should have known better. Uh, but Carson also, you know, you're coming down to the end of the race. You're working your way to the front. You should expect it to take a shot there. Uh, I'm not saying he probably didn't think it was come. Wasn't think it was coming. He just maybe a little stronger than he'd been yeah, used to. Wrong he, place, wrong time. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it's kind of 50 50 because it's it's a racing deal. That's that's Talladega. You know, you you have to show track racing. You have to push. You have to push each other. You have to. Um, and especially when, you know, it's so difficult to get track position. When you're Brad Keselowski and you've got the best car there, if not maybe two or three, um, and, and you're shuffled back to 20th, you want to get back to the front because you know that's where you deserve to be. So maybe you're a little more aggressive than you should be. Um, so, and, and it's very difficult to pass. Um without things working in your favor. So um, it's unfortunate that it happened. I don't blame Carson. I don't really blame Brad, but, you know, it, it's just a product of this racing. Uh, and you could tell that in the interviews. Nobody was really mad at each other in the interviews. I think the, the maddest person there was Austin Dillon, and he's been mad at everybody for 30 weeks. So, um, yeah, so that happened then we had a restart you asked me if there's going to be any more wrecks i said yes there wasn't until they crossed the checkered, cross checkered flag um, check the finish line <laughs> cross the checkered i mean i guess that makes you sense cross the checkered flag but you just don't you, people don't say it like yeah. that well, I, I did well, i did actually we and then you did. took it yeah you took it took it with a but um yeah so blaney um using lessons learned from i racing with me uh, no, but uh, he, he was Probably up. a spotter, Josh Williams. Yeah, he was up there all day. Um, it looked like Kevin was going to win it. Um, luckily, he didn't because that would have been some shit. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was him. It was it was really only those two for the last lap that were going to win it because uh, there wasn't a third line. Um, you know, all the runs were kind of. Chris and Bubba tried to get it going. But just couldn't do it. Never did it. Which, which is strange because Denny was back there with him. Chris, Bubba, and Denny were all back there together. All really good cars. Um, Bubba finished. Was Bubba's car really? I mean, I'm sure it was. It was. Good it enough. Just, he never really showed. He it was all up day. there in stage two. Fair. Um, you know, but but Bubba, Bubba, the the eleven and the seventeen were all like seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth on that last restart. Denny finished fourth. I'm not sure why Chris couldn't make his way up there. It just didn't look like anybody was willing to help him. Uh, you know, he'd jump out and maybe one guy will go with him. I but think then, the problem also was that all the forwards that were le- not left but were, at the, were at the front. Yeah. Like he was only really forward back there, yeah. I think. Maybe Michael McDowell and and um, Todd Gillen was back there with him because I don't think they were really there near the end. Yeah. But they either cars weren't good enough or they just. Yeah didn't want to help him or just didn't feel like it was going to work or something. Yeah, but there so wasn't too many Fords back there with him. Yeah, they, they he couldn't work his way up through there, so that was kind of disappointing to see. But, you know, Blaney won. Uh, Herbst was pushing the four. Um, which was Herbst was good all day. He was very, very impressive. Um, the four was good they all day. They never kicked him out like you expected. No. Yeah, um, like they, which like they, they did at Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. Um, but I guess they realized that he was good enough to be there, so... Um, 
Yeah, Blaney won. I think Corey uh, just said, nah, you're going exactly. for a lot, kid. Which, you know, it's kind of another racing incident. You know, yeah. uh, 36 moves up. There's a lane there, so seven fills the hole. And uh, they make they kind of come in, come into each other at the time there and uh, make contact. So uh, kind of sets off a chain reaction. I think the nine got involved in a bunch of cars wrecked. Nine, Nobody five. hit that big, so. The 20 hit pretty big. Yeah, fuck them. Um, Blaney won. Um, so that's why we've shotgunned the beer. Uh, the four was second. Uh, he got disqualified from the race and post post race <sighs> inspection. His windshield uh, sealers or something. Uh, his fasteners. Yes, were loose. Um, why is this not working? Um. Um, but you explained pretty much the whole race for everybody. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate too much more, but I thought it was a good race, man. I, th- I gave it a 9 out of 10 on the TikTok, even though uh, it one, wasn't that good. one guy said it was I was lying, so I guess I was he, lying. You, I well, if I would have seen that, I'd agreed with him. What a 9 out of 10? That's like a 7. One, my 1A guy won. If Brad Kozlowski wins that race, is it a 9 out of 10? It's an 8. Okay. Point nine. Yeah. <laughs> so that obviously I said that in the video. I said obviously when Blaney wins and I picked him, that helps the score of my of my of the race for me. But I thought it was a great race. I mean, you heart you had no trains all day long, so that was good to see. Yeah, I mean that third lane was very difficult to get going, but it could get going. It just didn't it didn't form late, which was kind of disappointing. It's all just depending on. The reason it didn't... What the it could, first two lines we're doing. Yeah it, it, yeah, it can't form late because the guys on the inside are not saving fuel. The only reason that it can work with this package... That's, that, that could, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. The only the only way that third line works is if those guys on the inside are checking up and yeah. you know not running full throttle. So either A, they're not trying to run into each other that hard because they're not trying to cause a wreck, or B, they're trying to save fuel. Yeah. At the end of the race... They don't they give a fuck about fuel, yeah. fuel, and they don't give a fuck if they cause a wreck. So yeah. that's why that third line can't get going because it's just the the inside two rows aren't checking up enough. Yeah, well, whatever it was, I was glad to see that third line could get going for most of the race, just not at the end of the race. However, circumstances allowed that to happen. Whatever uh, allows that to happen, you know, I'm I wish it was just pure speed and pure car that would allow that third lane to get going, but. It wasn't, but it was still a damn good race. Um, a lot of lead changes, the most lead changes um, in a Cup Series race at Talladega since I think October 2011, and um, that was the two two car tango era, I believe. So uh, a lot of lead changes, a lot of passes for the lead. You could get up there. Track position was still very key. Uh, don't get me wrong; like you had to on that restart with like 20, whatever, like 14, 15 to go, whatever it was. Um, you had to be up there. Like, you couldn't be in the top 12th and win that race. And you weren't. I think Blaney restarted fourth or fifth. He might have started, restarted second or lead. I can't remember. But um, you had to be up there in the top 10 to have a chance. Um, but it was still a, a good race. A lot of passing. Uh, not a lot of stagnant, boring parts in the race. I mean, I was I stood up for pretty much the whole race, but that's how I am usually at Every super speedway race, unless they train, and then I kind of calm, you know, sit down and calm down. But there was never a point in the race where I was 
completely 100% calm. And that's always, you know, kind of good. Uh, always keeps you intrigued, entertained, on the edge of your seat, what could happen. They bite wrecked four or five different times early in the race, middle of the race, and then late in the race. So I hate we tore up a lot of cars. I mean, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm not paying for the cars. But you hate to see a big wreck there at the end, uh, especially when they're coming to the checkered. Um, really not a whole lot more to gain. I get the 36 and the 7. I know you're trying to get every inch you can, but it's not like you're battling for the win and you're not even neither one of you in the playoffs. One of you's not even a full time cup guy. So, um, kind of hate to see that. And a lot of cars get torn up there at the end when it was a really clean race, but a good race. Usually, when you have those clean races at these super speedways, usually they're kind of boring, but this race it wasn't. Um, it was a good race, even without the big wrecks. So that's kind of disappointing there at the end, but I still thought it was a hell of a race. Whether or not they were saving fuel and just trying not to drive super hard early, and that's why you could get three lanes going, three by three by three by three, however it was, it was still uh, nice to see, and it was fun to watch. So 9 out of 10 for me. Obviously, Blaney winning helps it out a lot. And, uh, yeah, give us a rundown. Yeah, let me do that. What the hell were you doing? I was looking at the fake tweets. You ever read those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Um, uh, Blaney, Byron, Hamlin, Corey LaJoy, and Austin Sendrick are your top five. Justin Haley, Chase Elliott, Ryan Priest, Riley Herbst, Daniel Suarez are your top ten. Chandler Smith, Todd Gillen, Chase Briscoe, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson are your top 15. Tyler Reddick, Eric Almarola, Martin Truex Jr., Chris Buescher, and A.J. Allmendinger round out your top 20. Malcolm McDowell, that was strange. Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace, Joseph Logano, Kyle Busch are your top 25. Eric Jones, Ty Dillon, Alex Bowman, B.J. McLeod, Brendan Poole are your top 30. Harrison Burton, Brad Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Ty Gibbs, Carson Hosevar, J.J. Yaley, Ross Chastain, and Kevin Harvick. Um, as we said, Kevin Harvick finished second on track. Um, Lost by 12, one thousandths of a second. And uh, well, finished, on track. finished last because of his uh, windshield being fucked up. So, um, yeah. It's fucked up. Well... Don't you? Um, you kind of, you kind of, um, elaborate on this a little bit earlier on, um, but um, since Atlanta that we went to in the summer, we've had Atlanta, Daytona, and now Talladega here. Three pretty damn good drafting track races. Very entertaining. A lot of passes, a lot of lead changes, and a damn good finish on all three of them. Well. Would have been a great finish in Atlanta if the rain wouldn't have came into the Georgia area. But is the Super Speedway package fixed? No. All right. What's next? <laughs> um, no, it isn't. And the reason I say that is I know you said that you like to race a lot because there's a bunch of three wide racing. You, you, the. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. The middle. I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say. So, you couldn't track position still king, and and for a super speedway, 
that shouldn't really necessarily be the case. Um, now, if you're if you're Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr., one of those type of race car drivers at, at these super speedways, yeah, maybe you should be able to kind of dictate where lines go. But you know, I miss the days of you know some of the best restrictor plate racing was you know I think back to 2017 the Ricky Stenhouse wins. You know, I might be biased for that, but Ricky Stenhouse to win that Daytona race, I mean, he passed every car in the field twice, it felt like. Um, you mean the Talladega race? I mean, race? yeah, the Talladega race. I mean, he was in the back and came to the front. Now, to be fair, it was a big old fucking wreck on the backstretch, like 16 to go. Sure. Chase Elliott flipped his dick off. Sure. But, you know, he was passing cars. He could it get was, a run. He fast. could, you know, he you could do that. Um, and that's where I where I kind of long for those days where the top was the most dominant line for most of the, top, the day because if the top is the preferred line, you can get a run down the back straight and pass them through the corner, you know, and make passes that way. When they're all wrapped around the bottom, and then the second groove is the either the fastest or the second fastest groove, that top line's never going to work. Uh because, you know, there's just too much momentum down at the bottom. Uh, I don't know if the cars have... Uh, well, I do. The cars have too much drag. That's the problem. Um, the cars can't separate at all. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just too difficult for them to get... It feels bad that they're too close together. They're, they're too similar. Yeah, the cars are too close together. They, they're too, they, they handle too well if... If the car's handled a little worse, you could pass. Uh, so I think they need to take some downforce out of the car. Um, I don't care if they increase horsepower, but they they just need to take downforce out of the car. I think I think that's what they need to do. Now, like I said, I'm not saying it's a bad race, but if you're asking me what I would do to make the racing better, um, to where you could see passing throughout the field and not just the top two guys switching positions back and forth. Um, that's what I do. I take the downforce out of the car, um, and, and let these guys drive the cars instead of them just, you know, full to three quarter throttle, hold the bottom, and hope that nobody beside you wrecks, because that's what they're doing. Um, you know, the first what is this 188 lap race? The first. 160 laps of this race is running quarter throttle, three quarter throttle, half throttle, making sure you save fuel so your pit stops are short and hoping the guy beside you doesn't make a mistake. Unless you're in the playoffs, then you're trying to get some stage points. Um, so that's why I'm not a huge fan of this super speedway package is because it's promoting fuel saving during the race, which... Just what well, to be fair, they were doing that before the next gen. It was just harder to do. Sure, you were, but you could if if you were three quarter throttle to a half throttle, you're gonna get passed. That's that's fair. Because you would lose that guy into the middle of the corner, the guy in front of you, and the guy behind you would dive into the corner and slide up in front of you. That's how Ricky made all those passes at Talladega. He would you know, he'd come up, he'd be running, he'd dive in come up side draft you and drive by you and you know the side draft being non-existent in this car is one thing uh yeah i think i said at one point during the race when they almost wrecked i forgot it might have been a battle for 
top five or something where somebody got really close to somebody else's quarter panel. I said, boy, that's an old car. They fucking going around. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer here because it was still a good race. And if they don't change the car, I'm not going to, which they're not going to, but when they don't change the car, <laughs> I'm not going to be disappointed because it puts on a good enough race. Um, but it's not, it's not fixed. Uh, it's still not perfect and it never will be we'll always complain as fans we'll always complain we'll always have something to nitpick on um but you know if it was if it was my decision they'd have almost no downforce handling would matter and it'd be more like you know the gen 6 era or the gen 4 era of drafting because you know that was that was where it was interesting, where you could have a car like Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2001 at, in, the, in the July race at Daytona come from the back to the front in fucking five laps. That was interesting. You Not, had to drive the car. Yeah, you had to drive the car. It wasn't was just who who got lucky enough to be in the, the right position, which is all this is. Uh, it's, it's just who is who is at the front when the last caution comes out. Now, in... This race that happened to be with twenty to go, and it was, you know, Ryan Blaney, the thirty six, the four, the forty eight, the, the four, five, yeah, the twenty four, the nine, all yeah, the Hendrick cars. All those there. guys were up there. They got lucky enough to be up there. Uh, but back in the day, it it was yeah. Um, we want to be at the front, but you know, you could win this race from twentieth with two to go. Yeah, that's just not happening now. You can't do that. You can't pass. Um, Unless you're, you know, top four. If you're in the top four, you can win the race from, you know, any point. You know, any point of that last lap, you could you could sneak your way through there. But unless they wreck, if you're not in the top four, you're not going to win. Yeah, um, I think I kind of agree with you. I, I, you know, obviously I like the race, you know, more than you did. But you getting what are you doing? Get it out the freezer. The freezer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a great race, but I agree with I agree with Riley. It was um, you still got a lot of work to do with this package, just because you know fuel saving really helped that third lane. Whether however it got there, I'm happy that it was still able. You're still able to make that third line work artificially as it was. It was still nice to see that third line actually work and get. Uh, momentum and keep momentum there for a little bit but obviously obviously you saw at the end of the race that their line could never get going whether it was just people not being committed enough or just the two lines were just too dominant and they weren't saving fuel anymore they were just going for going for broke whatever the case was only the drivers know um, we feel like it was just they were going for broke and they weren't lifting and saving fuel anymore which probably is the case but um, it's still very, these cars, like I said, are so similar. It's so hard to make passes come from the back to the front. Now, get, like I said, Denny Hamlin, he's one of the best out there in super speedways. I don't like him, but he is a hell of a uh, race car driver, a hell of a super speedway racer. And he did a great job coming from the back to the front, finishing fourth at the end of the race. Made some great, move, great moves at the right times. They would get into the top five at the end of the race. So it's not impossible to come from the back to the front. But you have to have you have to have a lot of shit go your way. And back in the day, if you had a good enough car, if um the, if the right guy got with you, the right couple guys got with you, you could go up from fifteenth to the to the lead in two laps. Just it's not that case anymore. You just can't do that. So it still needs work. I think the cars are too too close together. If you can get 
like I said, less drag um, out of this car. That would help. Um, just more speed in general would help the cars. You know, we saw them qualifying. I think the max they were going in, in the down the straightaway was like, what, 183, 184? That's, I mean, yes, that's fast. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, we'd see back five, six years ago, they'd go 200. I don't know about 200. Maybe like 194, 195. So, you're talking about a 10-mile-an-hour difference. That's a lot in, in, in NASCAR and the super speedways. So, uh more speed i know it's more dangerous for the drivers and you know i'm sure you know they the drivers are not the biggest fans of the super speedways because of the close quarters racing the big wrecks and the possibility of a ryan priest flip but we've seen this like we said when day uh, ryan priest flipped at daytona well if you're going 180 miles an hour or 205 miles an hour or 120 you're still probably going to flip in that situation so um, the flip might be a less aggressive flip if you're going slower, but you can't slow these cars down to 120 miles an hour. Nobody will fucking watch them. And, you know, NASCAR, you know, a lot of these, uh, you get a lot of these uh, TV ratings are so high for these Talladega Daytona races because of the close quarter racing and the chances of a big wreck. There's a lot of casual NASCAR fans that watch only Daytona and Talladega every year because of the possibility of a big, big wreck. That's that's just part of it. Like a lot of football fans still to this day watch football because of the big hits. Not a lot of them. And, and to be fair, football has taken a lot of that shit out because of safety. And NASCAR has slowed these cars down because of safety. But it's still the threat of it still being there is what intrigues the fans whether the NASCAR drivers like it or like it or not. So there's still room to grow for this next gen car for the super speedways. I thought it was a great race, even though it was probably artificially great for a lot of it because of the fuel strategy and the, you know, trying to spend the least amount of time you can on pit road, but there still is room to improve. There's always room to improve, whether it's in safety racing, always now, we've seen in the past NASCAR take something that's great and fuck it up because they were trying to make it better. But when it comes to this case, super speedway racing in this next gen car, there still is a possibility to grow, but we have seen seen improvements from Daytona 500 last year to the fall Talladega race that we just watched this past weekend. So there has been improvements. It just needs to be more, um, I don't want to necessarily see what we saw before this next-gen car with the 550 horsepower package when the guys just had stupid big runs and you'd have stupid blocks cause big, big wrecks. You always have like 12 to 15 cars finish a race at the end of these races. I don't want that, and I don't want the 2015 package because it felt like there was a big old air bubble you could never move in the pack unless you just had a stupid fast car. Um, so, I mean, you've got a lot of ways you can adjust this next-gen car to make it better super speedways, but we have made improvement. We just need to keep going in that direction. We'll see what they do. Um, like I said, I don't think they're going to change the car. Uh, but like you said, what can they do? Less drag, I think, more horsepower, well, which is very a possibility because everybody's saying it. Well, what what would what? Okay, you're more of a car guy than I am. What would more horsepower do to help the super speedway package? Well, if you gave them more horsepower, but you didn't change the downforce and and the way that the cars draft, um, 
it would be, in my opinion, you'd see the same exact racing. They would just be going faster. So I don't think it would change, you know, if these cars were back to the, you know, 700 horsepower, whatever it was that they were running at super speedways when they were restricted from a thousand. If, if they had 200, 300 more horsepower, they would just be faster. Um, the runs would happen a little bit more. Uh, I think that, uh, the, the saving the fuel would be a little bit more difficult because, you know, when you, when you lift off the throttle, uh, those guys behind you are going to have more of a run, uh, to you. Uh, so I, I don't know if that would help, uh, or hurt the outside line. Um, I think the biggest issue right now is just the cars, it, just like everywhere, are just they've got too much grip. And they're they've they're just they got too much downforce. Uh, short tracks suck right now because the cars are gripped up. Super speedways are not great, in my opinion, because the cars just handle too well. And and well, to be fair, you said Atlanta was probably the best race you ever and seen. And that's because and because they're going. They're going fast enough there, and the 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 turns are tight enough that only the best cars are gripped up. You know those cars that are you know when we were there, the seventeen and the six were the best cars. The twelve and the twelve, the you know, ten, all the Fords, yeah, were the best cars. The Fords, yeah. And you could they were fucking gripped up, right? Those other guys couldn't do what the Fords did. They had to lift in the middle of the corner. They had to move around a little bit, find grip. So if you had to do that, when you think back to your best, your your favorite Daytona Talladega races, it was Daytona pre-pave, right? Uh, before they paved Daytona, where there was bumps and you know the cars had to handle, and you saw the cars just bouncing yeah, in yeah, the middle of the corner. Yeah. That's when you had great Daytona Talladega racing was when the cars weren't fucking so what if they get them off the get them off the ground the problem with getting them off the ground is when they turn around they're going to flip a lot easier because the air gets under them a lot easier when the reason the cars are so low to the ground number one is it helps them drive I mean the downforce you you know the lower the car is the ground the less air gets underneath the car the more air going over top of the car, which pushes the car to the ground and uh, in turn makes more downforce. Um, so if they lifted them off the ground, I think, yes, it would create better racing, but it's inherently less safe because when you turn sideways and that air gets underneath that car, or underneath that side skirt, um, that's when, when you have Ryan Priest Rex all the time uh that's why that's why the gen 4 car used to flip all the time is because they had a right height rule and you know those cars were not sealed to the ground and they when they got sideways they took off and no amount of roof flaps or anything can help you with that so um with that that's a good point without having a right height rule there's really not a ton they can do i mean they can shorten the spoiler um, which did, would did which, you just say a, that's a good point to your own point? It's a good point you made oh, about okay. the right height rule. Okay, okay, okay. Um, because you're the one that brought it up. Yeah. Um, if they got the car off the ground, that would help the racing. Uh, but it'd be more dangerous. But it'd be more dangerous. Yeah. And you know, leaving the the car where they're at, no right height rule, having them sealed to the ground. The only thing they could legitimately do would be to take the spoiler down. Um, which would allow the car 
behind to get a much the the car behind would not get as good of a run because uh, it's the car in front's not punching such a big hole in the air. So the leader would have a little bit more of an advantage. So you'd probably get less passing for the lead. However, It'd be easier to get up there. I would th- I would think that you know towards the back the guys sixth seventh eighth would have a lot more of a run generated uh, because of the hole being punched than, than the car in second. So second play, it'd be more like what you saw in, you know, 2017, 2016. Uh, a whole lot of horsepower. Yeah, it, it would be more. Probably of, they were stuck to the ground. Yeah, you would have more more cars coming from the middle uh, than, than the, just the top four guys. But you would have more training as well uh, because – that's just how they have to race. Yeah. Uh, so there's never going to be a perfect super speedway package um, because safety, you know, they'll go too far for safety. So the racing suffers and mm-hmm. then they might go too far the other way. There's never a happy medium. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, uh, I think they need to need to work on it. Uh, I'm not an engineer by any any means, but I think taking some of the downforce out of the car and uh, lifting the car off the ground would be the best option. But they're not going to do it because it it's not as safe. Um, I I don't think. I mean, there hasn't been a death in NASCAR since 2001. It was a freak accident. Um, there hadn't been one since. I think the Hans device is pretty much negated. 95% of the risk in dying in a car wreck uh, unless something freak apps happens. Like a uh, car hitting you in the yeah, head at 180 miles an yeah, hour? Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> if Newman didn't die, uh, it's going to be very difficult. And, you know, this is knock on wood, but um, I, I don't know how much more safe these cars can be as far as lethality um it's it like i said if newman didn't die if austin Dillon didn't die when he went to the fence and just stopped at 190 miles an hour if kyle larson didn't die in his xfinity race in 2011 2012 whenever that was um fucking priests you know you see these massive accidents and they do they, they most of the time they walk away most of the time they do and uh, Newman wasn't even that badly injured. He was just concussed and unconscious. Yeah, the fucking brain was rattled around a little bit, which you'd expect when you get hit in the head with a car at 190 <laughs> mile an hour. So, um, the safety of these cars is impeccable when it comes to the lethality. Uh, now the slow stuff is a different issue, but um, I, I think that uh, they need to let let the cars run the way the cars can run instead of restricting them as much as they do. Uh, so with that being said, I think they need to take some downforce out, add some power in the cars will start to handle bad, which will spread the field out a little bit. And that's when you'll see a little bit more passing throughout the field. Uh, but it's not going to happen. They like these cars kind of grouped together like it is. Cause it's a more exciting intriguing. race. Yeah. Intriguing race. Yeah. Everybody's on it. I agree. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the... um, Spot on, spot off. Yeah. The most... 
um, how do I put this? The most, I'm trying to find the right word for this. I don't want to say the wrong thing. The most interesting incident of the weekend. And you got to go back to Saturday. You did not see this live. I sent a video of uh, this to you later on. But truck race. They raced Talladega this weekend. Uh, I think who won the race? Shit, I can't even remember. Um, damn, who did win the race? Brett Moffat. Brett Moffat. Let's go! Forgot about that! It wasn't Brett Moffat. Yes, it was. I forgot about that. Oh, shit, that. it was Brett Moffat. I forgot about I Brett Moffat. I literally Moffitt. just said <laughs> a random-ass name. I forgot all about that because <laughs> Blady won. Yeah, I had both my guys win. <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. Uh, Brett Moffat went on Saturday. I forgot all about it. I apologize. I didn't Brett. even know he was in the race. Yeah, he raced for he was racing front row. Um, <laughs> the other front row car didn't do too well. <laughs> I killed somebody. Um, thank God Zane Smith crew crew member was okay after his just missing pit road or missing his pit stall very badly. But uh, the quarterback from Oklahoma, Jason White, was in this game. Huh? Or in this race? In this game. When Jason White didn't he win the Heisman? I think so. Well, I'll be damned. Jason White. I think he used to be a full-time truck driver back in the day. Anyways, so getting down late in the race, Nick Sanchez and uh, Matt Crafton about, about back end or maybe a little bit outside the, outside the top ten. Getting down late in the race, um, Nick Sanchez probably looking low, probably not quite smart in the tri-oval, coming to the tri-oval. Matt Crafton. It's kind of hard to see what happened necessarily. I think it was kind of a racing incident. You know, Crafton might have came down. Nick Sanchez might have came up a little bit, ran out of room, whatever happened. Called a big wreck. Um, a couple guys got involved. Crafton was done for the day. Um, and he decided to park his truck on pit road, right where the two-car uh, pit crew know where his pit stall is. Kind of looking at a screw tree. Very obviously not happy with the two-car, which to be fair in that moment, I'm probably not very happy as well. Um, so anyways, the end of the race goes on. Um, I forgot where Nick Sanchez, but I think he still finished the race and, uh, gets interviewed by other people, by like, I think get interviewed by FS1, get interviewed by front stretch before the fight and some other media outlets. And then, um, I think he's, as he's walking back to his hauler, allegedly, um, Matt Crafton in street clothes comes up from behind him taps him on the shoulder and quote unquote sucker punches Nick Sanchez and there's an all out brawl out in the garage area and by the end of it Nick Sanchez looked like he's been at damn five night five nights at Freddy's um his face is bloody as all get out one of the most bloodiest faces I've ever seen in a NASCAR fight in a very long time um him saying some very explosive I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you at Homestead. Um, you stupid MFer throwing all sorts of explicitives towards Matt Crafton, which to be fair, if my face, if I just got fucking sucker punched and, you know, didn't know exactly what was going on after probably breaking your nose, getting your nose broke, I'd probably be saying some shit like that too. So I don't blame Nick Sanchez for saying, saying stuff like that because if you got punched in the face and you were kind of in a, a guy that is you know he's a NASCAR, he's a race car driver. He, you know, he's probably got a short temper. Most NASCAR drivers have a short temper. You're probably gonna say some shit that you probably shouldn't say in the moment. 
And um, fight gets broken up, and you can see Nick Sanchez after the race, you know, talking to reporters. You can tell he's his face is kind of kind of caved in, kind of beat up a little bit. He says he got sucker punched. Um, Matt Crafton on Twitter, I will read you what he said because um, I did not see this till uh, today. Um, Matt Crafton says, here's what wasn't caught on video. Because like you said, we caught just the last part of the fight when Nick Sanchez's face was already bloody. And Matt Crafton, because nobody knew who punched Nick Sanchez, what happened until later on. Because we didn't see what eventually, what initially started the the brawl. Um, Matt Crafton says on Twitter, here's what wasn't caught on video first. Let's address the sucker punch. Before the camera started rolling, I approached Nick and said, hey, when he turned around, I said, what the fuck, to which he looked right at me and threatened me. Um, that is when it all went to hell. I had his attention, words were exchanged, all before anything physical took place, so I did not sucker punch the guy. There may not be a video, but there were plenty of eyewitnesses. What people don't take into account is that he all but sucker punched me at 200 miles an hour. The way he pushed my truck gave me no ability to get out of the situation. And he told, and he was told multiple times during that race, the way he was pushing people was going to cause a wreck and going to get people hurt. That is a consistent pattern of certain drivers having a lack of, dis- of respect, having a lack of respect on the track. And it was time for someone to say something. Am I proud that I that it got physical? No, but the last time I checked, everyone on that track is a grown adult. If a man looks at me and threatens me, I'm going to react, especially when tempers are already flared from being wrecked on the track. I apologize, apologize to my team, my sponsors, NASCAR, all that blah, 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 blah stuff. So, and then Nick Sanchez obviously said he just got sucker punched as he was walking to his hauler. Matt tapped him, tapped him on the shoulder and just fucking wheeled off on him. That's a lot, of, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. Riley, whose side are you on? Nobody's. I yeah, don't know. Smart question. Uh, <laughs> smart answer. And if I'm crafting, I'm pissed. If I'm Sanchez, I'm pissed. Um, you know, I, I understand why Crafton's upset watching that that replay. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you feel like you get turned right there in the middle of the trial. Um. But Nick, you know, he's he's racing too. He's got every right to that position. He's uh, in the playoffs. So still. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta do what he's gotta do there. And like I said, I didn't watch a race, so I don't know if he's racing like a jackass all day or not. But um, you know, if he was, then you know, even more credence to to Matt's side. As far as a fight goes, um I don't care. I mean it it's a it's shit happens, people get punched in the mouth. Um, how you react to it's on you. I'm going to kill you at Homestead. Probably not the smartest thing to say. You probably just say, you know, you know, you got one coming. You'll see when I get you. Uh, cause if he goes in there and wrecks him at Homestead, now he's going to be suspended because yeah, he's you got, can't. you can't he, do nothing. Yeah, you can't. Um, as far as Matt Crafton goes, I don't know. Has he ever, been in an altercation like this? I can't. Uh, can't think of he's one. He's been in the series for. He's been in um, for a long time. I don't. He probably has. I just can't yeah, remember it. Um, I don't really remember him getting it into getting into it with a bunch of dudes. But he's had some arguments. Yeah, but not like physically. Yeah. Um, in Sanchez, um, 
you know, I, I have seen him drive like a dumbass. Um, he's a young kid in the truck series. All yeah, of them. Taylor Deegan at Gateway yeah. for just no fucking All reason. of them do. Um, they yeah. all drive like that in the truck series. So um, it's understandable why. But what do you think of the incident itself? Because I kind of think it was just a racing yeah. incident at Talladega. I, I think Matt Crafton being upset is understandable, but looking at it objectively, uh, it's Talladega. Shit happened. Just like the Brad Keselowski thing we talked about earlier. Looking at it objectively, that's just the way shit happens at Talladega sometimes. Sometimes you'd a fucking bug, sometimes you'd a windshield. Unfortunately, Matt Crafton at that time was the bug. Wrong place, wrong time. Um, you know, you got a guy going for a position, he's going for the same position, they meet, wreck happens. Um, you know, he didn't it didn't look like Nick did anything with any malice. Uh there was no intent to wreck him, it didn't look like so. Um, and you're getting out to the end of the race. Yeah, so when we push that's just that's racing, uh, especially at Talladega. So um, objectively, probably a little bit of an overreaction by Matt Crafton. Uh, but as far as the fight goes, I mean, if you're going to fight, fight. Fuck it. Just wish the if, cameras if, were on earlier. If it is true, if, if Nick's story is true, do you have a problem with Matt just tapping on the shoulder and just fucking wailing on him? Well... Um, I probably have a little bit of a different opinion on this than than some people might. If you're gonna punch somebody, punch somebody. It, it shouldn't matter when the fuck it happens. If you if I tap you, if I want to punch you in the face, I'm gonna punch you in the face. I don't care if you see it coming or not. If I'm mad enough to hit you, you're gonna get hit. I don't give a fuck if you see it or not. Um, now it takes me a lot to get to that point. It probably takes Matt a lot to get to that point. Um. Now, if he just ran up behind him and never gave him an opportunity to know what was coming, there's an issue with that. But if he if he taps him on the shoulder and it, Nick turns around and then gets punched in the face, that's not a sucker punch. He gave him an opportunity to put his hands up. But if he didn't say nothing, he knew the shit was coming. <laughs> he knew the shit. You get tapped on the shoulder after a wreck like that, you should probably know that the guy that you just wrecked, you should be ready for it. Um, I got a fight in high school with uh, a guy. My buddy said I, I jumped him. He knew it was coming. I told him I was going to kick his ass. He knew I was going to kick his ass. He tried to run from me. I chased him down and kicked his ass. Apparently, I'm the bad guy uh, for <laughs> sucker punching that guy. So that's why I say I have a little bit of a different opinion on that. But, um, you know, if, if he just, you know, cold cocked him from behind, there's an issue with that. But, um, you know. Like hit him in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, which didn't happen because he had a bloody nose. So um, I I find it hard to believe that that is what happened. I I I I would wager that he probably knew that he was about to get punched when he got punched. Um, most of the time, what what people call a sucker punch isn't a sucker punch. If if you turn around and you see it coming, it is not a sucker punch. That's you getting punched in the face when you deserve to get punched in the face. I it's when um, experience kind of wins over youth. I do I believe one hundred percent of what Matt Crafton said. Uh, not necessarily do I believe one hundred percent of what Nick Sanchez said. No, not necessarily because either way. Um, usually when there's a fight, um, you're going to have two different stories, and both of them are going to be not 100% factual. 
That's just how fights are. It's how disputes always usually end up. And you see it on TV shows, you see it on, on cops. I mean, <laughs> you've seen it all over the place. Like you're always going to have two different opinions and both sides of the story are not going to be a hundred percent correct. Usually. And Matt Crafton, he's been in the truck series for so long. I just have a f- hard time seeing him. I don't like him, but I have a fi- I have a hard time seeing him just tapping Nick on the shoulder and just fucking wailing on him without saying anything. Especially, I mean, he parked his truck right at Nick Sanchez's pit box uh, after the wreck, and Nick was still right there riding. So Nick had to know, hey, the eighty-eight car. Guys, not you know, Matt Craft is not too happy with you right now. So, and Matt had a few, I had about what thirty minutes to cool off. I, I'm not, I don't know the exact time, but it's not like he, you know, got wrecked. They both got wrecked. They walked out, and then he fucking Matt in the heat of the moment went after him. He had thirty minutes to cool off. He was in street clothes, so it's it's kind of hard for me to say Matt Crafton got undressed, got in street clothes, got in street clothes, and it's like all right, as soon as I see that the driver of the two car come around, I'm going to fucking track his ass down and just fucking wail on him. That could be the case. I don't know. Video. There's no video of the beginning of the fight and how it started. But Matt Crafton being 47 years old, he's a veteran in NASCAR. You think he would not do what Nick Sanchez did or what Nick, Nick Sanchez said just because he is, like I said, he's 47, 48 years old. Nick Sanchez is 22, which age doesn't fucking matter. People saying, you know, Matt Crafton hit a kid. Motherfucker, he's a grown-ass adult. He's in the Craftsman Truck Series. He's fighting for a championship. He's a grown-ass adult. He 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 better defend for himself. He ain't gotten... It, age does not matter just in this situation. So, I think it's kind of... I don't know who... I'm not on either side here. I just want... What do I want? Um... I don't want Nick Sanchez to kill Matt Crafton at Homestead, obviously, which he's not going to do. But, you know, like I said, I'm not mad at Nick Sanchez for saying the things he said. Not the smartest thing to say. He in the moment, we've all said some stupid things, especially when we've, you know, been punched, been in a fight, been, you know, not in our right set of mind, which Nick Sanchez was not. He was just so fucking furious from blood dripping down his face. And he's still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, where the fuck Matt Crafton is, you know, what's trying to go on. And even, um, I think his name, Corey Roper, he was, he's a truck driver. He's the one that pulled Nick Sanchez away from the fight. He even said he really don't know how it started. So, you know, it, it's just kind of, you got to kind of leave it to, you know, interpretation you know you can kind of believe one side believe the other kind of believe a little bit of both that's what i'm kind of doing here we're kind of stuck in the fence here which is usually what we not do we usually don't do that on this podcast usually we pick one side or the other but it's kind of just hard to pick one side or the other just because we don't know the full story and there's two guys that are saying two different things and the end result was 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 not a good result necessarily for for nick sanchez or matt crafton but i mean it did get publicity to NASCAR, it did get. I love fights. Yeah, I, you know it's not the most. Why do people righteous want to thing to 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 see and watch? You don't want to see it every week, but I mean when I when I scrolled through YouTube about nine ten o'clock, I don't remember when it was Saturday night, and I saw 
front stretch post that video would i could see the thumbnail nick sanchez's face was blood coming down his face and the title was um nick sanchez i'll effing kill you at homestead i clicked on that video so quick because it's entertaining it's that it that's just human nature i mean that's why the ufc is so successful that's why boxing in the 70 or the 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s were was so successful because especially grown men like to see other grown men fight each other that's just how we are that's how we're programmed and wired as 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 men even some women i mean hell we got ufc classes and boxing classes for women too Listen, the the 19 what was it 1979 daytona 500 yeah and there's a fight. That won an Emmy. That date, that, that broadcast on CBS won an Emmy. It is the highest rated NASCAR podcast or podcast. <laughs> NAS broadcast. That'll be this podcast. This one right here. A couple years. Um, but it's the highest uh, rated NASCAR broadcast ever. That that race, the first flag to fat flag. <laughs> You can't say that. Okay. Uh, the 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 first flag to flag Daytona five hundred ever. The nineteen seventy nine Daytona five hundred, and it like I said, it won an Emmy. Why did it win an Emmy? Not because it was a great race, and it was a great race, but not because it was a great race. It was because the there was a fight on the yep. backstretch. Two grown men were trying to beat the shit out of each other. Because Even they, three. Donnie Allison. Yeah, Donnie got, got or, no, was it Donnie? It was Bobby, or, Donnie, and uh, Kale Yarbrough. Kale Yarbrough. I forgot who parked and ran over there. Donnie did. Donnie did because yeah. Kale and Kale Bobby, and Bobby were, were fighting. Or no, I think it was Donnie. I think Bobby parked and ran over there. Kale Yarbrough yes, and Donnie right. Allison. Yeah, it's, it was Bobby yeah, that yeah. parked and ran over there. Richard Petty's going to win this race. Anyway. He had off a young Daryl Waltrip. <laughs> yep. Um, but that, like I said, that race, that broadcast on CBS won an Emmy uh, because of that fight. Because that's what entertainment is. Do and we want to see it every week? No. no. But you want, you want to know, and this is why... College football, Matt, like is so popular because you want to know that what what you're watching matters to who who's you know taking part. Yeah. If the people that are playing or the people that are racing don't care, you're not going to care as a fan. Yeah. College football is so fun to watch because those kids, ninety nine percent of them on that field, that's it for them. They will die. On That's that what they're that that they'll never play football again. This is it for them. You know the the one percent make it to the NFL, but the rest of those guys. That that's it for them. That's their Super Bowl. South Carolina versus Clemson, their senior year. That's their Super Bowl. They're never gonna be. Nothing is ever gonna be as important to them as that game right there. NASCAR. Every race. That is the most important thing to those drivers. To Matt Crafton, winning that race was more important than anything while he was doing it. Nick Sanchez, the same thing. And you can tell that because they're in their fucking infield fighting about it. If they didn't care, they wouldn't be fighting about it. So I like to see those fights because men are aggressive. People are aggressive creatures. And when you care about somebody, something and somebody takes it away from you, 
You fight for it. And that's what Matt Craft and Nick Sanchez did. They fought about it. Now, they could be best friends fucking tomorrow. Doubt it, but they could. But in the heat of the moment, they were not. They weren't. And that's that's naturally how shit happens. That's how shit happens in the real world. That's how shit happens in the wild. Fucking animals fight each other all the time. And the winner gets up and celebrates, and the loser gets up and licks his wounds. Yeah. That's I mean, what happens. I mean, I deer hunt. I mean, during the rut, it's wild. Two bucks fighting over that doe. Who do you think who do you think breeds that doe? The buck that wins that fight. Exactly. So I like fighting because it's a natural thing for people, for animals, for anybody to do. It's natural. And like you said, I don't want to see it every week, but when you put two dudes in a competitive environment, two type A personalities, I'm always right, I'm always right. Well, one of y'all's wrong, and one of y'all's gonna f- fucking prove it to the other. Well, be one. both y'all wrong, but y'all are y'all are determined on y'all yeah. are right. Y'all gonna prove it to one another who's right. And yeah, that's what you see. That's what you saw Rash- Ross Chastain and Noah Gragson at the beginning of the year. That's what I was about to say. We haven't seen nothing like this yeah. since May. It's been when you think about five months. When you think about the your favorite memories, at least for me, in NASCAR. All of them center around controversy like this. I think back to Tony Stewart throwing the helmet at Matt Kenseth at Bristol. Uh, Kevin Harvick and Greg Biffle. Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth. Um, Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth. Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth. Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer. Um, Dale Earnhardt and Terry Labonte. Now, they didn't fight, but, you know, it's still, you know, too aggressive. Jimmy Spencer and Kurt Busch. Jimmy Spencer and Kurt Busch. Uh, Add bunch, that in for Kurt. Yeah, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of these. And, <laughs> like Nick Sanchez. Yeah, there's a bunch of these. Um, and it's, it's part of the sport. It will always be part of the sport. And it's, it's why some people watch. It's not why I watch. Uh, it's part of why I watch because if they didn't care, I wouldn't watch. And yeah. this just proves that they care. So um, I don't hate to see it. I love to see it. You know, if you're a NASCAR executive, it's probably not what you want to see. But you got to understand that that's what a lot of us fans like. Uh, it's I like seeing fights in every sport. Just shows me you care. Mm-hmm. Do you think there'll be any suspensions? Fine. No, there'll be this? suspensions. I'll probably get fined. Both of them? Monetary, probably. Yeah, I think I think both of them get fined. If Nick Sanchez doesn't get caught on video saying what he said, I think he probably he probably doesn't get anything. Um, but considering he's on record on video saying I'm gonna fucking kill you, you stupid motherfucker, you know, that's that's never good. And I get it. I'm not blaming Nick for saying that because I would say similar shit, if not worse. But you know, video cameras rolling, you're gonna probably get Probably gonna get something from that, Matt Crafton. Although, if they can't really find anything from that, uh, if they don't, that's, if that's the only video they got, I don't know how you can really find Matt Crafton. Well, to be fair, he did say on Twitter that he and Nick Sanchez did get into it. If he just said that never happened, then you might be able to get away with it. Like, for for Matt, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I was fucking already on my way home. You know, he'd probably get away with it, but because there was no video of him, I could never see him in the front stretch video that was posted. So, the book. Both probably get some some fines. I hope no points get deducted from from Nick Sanchez or anything like that because he's still in the playoffs, um, and this should not affect his team 
um, and his chance to make the the final four because of this. Because that's like I said, this is shows me that you care, and that show and that and that and I like that because that that proves to me that me watching actually matters because you care about it as much so much that you're willing to you know bleed for for in fight for 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 your right to to be to right party. or yeah fuck fuck taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> she's dating that guy that's travis kelsey do you know do you not know the song where that comes from no i just the know Beastie travis Boys? i just know travis you gotta fight for your right to party. Yeah, I just know. You've never heard that I just song? know Travis Kelsey. All right, oh, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. You're jerking uh, off? Yes. <laughs> uh, but I am going to show you that song as well. Okay, anyways. um, What's next on the docket? Playoff? Playoffs? You play to win the game. Playoffs. What's the playoffs day? You talking about playoffs? One, one race left to go. Well, Brad is in eight. He's plus two. We got the Charlotte Rover. Coming up for you right here on the on the ESPN, the Ocho. We also, Wake up late for school, man. Also, you don't want to go. We also got some more bush light going for y'all in the future. You ask your mom, please, but she still says no. How's the playoff standings looking like? Trust. You can't do that. Oh, that's too early. Sorry. <laughs> so William Byron, he's not safe. Neither is Ryan Blaney. Um, William Byron and Ryan Blaney safe. They both got wins in this round, so they're good to go for the round of eight. Denny Hamlin, plus 50. Very good. He was, what, plus eight when he was lapped down from that speeding penalty um, earlier on in the race. Luckily, he got back on, or for him and his fans, um, he got back on lead lap and then winds up finishing fifth or fourth. So uh, good for Denny Hamlin. Although he might have finished third now. Did he finish third? Yeah, because Harvard got disqualified, right? So, anyways, finished top five. So, plus 50, I think he's, as long as he doesn't fuck up in stage one, has a blown motor or anything like that, he's safe. And then after that, I don't think anybody else is safe. Christopher Bell, he's only plus 22. Got in that wreck with Ross Chastain in stage one. Brad's safe, ain't he? Yeah. Uh, finished 15th, which is pretty damn good for a car that was pretty beat up all day. Uh, Chris Busher, plus 19. He's usually a good super or super speedway. He's good road course racer. I feel like he probably left a lot of points on the table this past weekend at Talladega. So um, if he can get uh, if he can get away, if he gets out of this round without you know fucking up majorly at the Roval, get some stage points or just you know run good all day, he should be okay. Get a good finish. Trick, same thing. He's only plus seventeen. Didn't he's had he's had a terrible playoffs, but somehow he's with all those wins and playoff points from winning the uh, regular season championship, he is plus 17. He's in a pretty good spot. He's usually a pretty good road course racer, but that 19 team has struggled since the playoffs have started. So not a great position for Martin Truex. Uh, Kyle Larson, plus 15. Um, that's not great, but it's better than what you would normally expect from Kyle Larson after a super speeder, super speeder race. I think he got in that last la- last lap wreck. But um, I think he came in this race plus two or minus two, plus two or minus two. I think he's plus two. Comes out plus 15, so he gained points on the cutoff line, which is always good for Kyle Larson. He's pretty damn good at the Roval. He's won here at 2021. Could have won here in 2018 if he doesn't miss the damn heartburn turn with Brad Keselowski on that late, late race restart. 
He probably maybe has two wins here, so it's a pretty good track for him. I'm not too worried. But he did miss this round last year, or miss the round of eight last year because he had a problem here last year. So, And Brad Kozlowski plus two at eighth. Obviously, they, the six car has not shown any really winning speed at road courses since he's been in that six car. He's not the best road course racer, but the Charlotte Rebel has been usually pretty good for him in his Penske days. You know, 18, he was very fast. 19, I'm, I think he was pretty fast. I can't remember 2020 and 2021. But usually the Rebel was one of his best road course races. So he's got that, got that going for him, but the problem is this next-gen car is so different from the old car that it's kind of hard to take away so much. And I don't think he ran that well here last year, if I'm not mistaken. So. Nope. Brad's not in a good spot. Tyler Reddick, minus two. He's a very good road course racer. Um, won at Coda earlier this year. Um, he was very fast here last year until um, you were here last year. What happened to Tyler Reddick? I don't remember what happened. Because it was Chase Elliott, A.J. Almanigan, and Tyler Reddick that were going to run off for the with the win, and then something happened. Yeah, I, I remember. Late race precautions or something happened and fucked Tyler Reddick or whatever happened to him. So, Minus two is not great, but he's going to a track that he's usually good at. Toyota's really usually good at here. Bubba Wallace, minus nine. <sighs> you know how he is on road courses. Not looking good for him, but he did finish seventh in this race last year. But I think Talladega last week was a big missed opportunity. He didn't get any stage points and finished like 24th or something. So not looking good for Bubba. Ross Chastain, minus 10. That's not as bad considering he finished second to last last week at Talladega getting involved in that end of stage one wreck. He's a good road course racer. Usually hadn't looked great this year. We'll see Kyle Busch minus 26. He's going to have to win, but he's pretty damn good at the Roval. And that's eight car in the past has been good on road courses, especially last year with Tyler Reddick. And even this year, he's had a couple top fives in that eight car for RCR. So how do you see all this playing out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I I don't I don't want it to be chalk, but I think it's going to be chalk. Um, I think the top seven make it, no problem. Uh, well, not no problem, but I think you know William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Chris Buescher, Martin Truex Jr., and Kyle Larson. Granted, none of them other than like you said, Denny Hamlin are really safe. I think all of those guys are good enough at road courses and they're in good enough cars that I think they're going to outpoint everybody uh, below them unless they have some kind of major issue. Um, the The issue is going to be uh, Brad Keselowski and Tyler Reddick, I believe. It's going to be up to those two on the points. Um, and unfortunately, I believe that Tyler Reddick well, I don't believe. I know Tyler Reddick is the better road course racer, and I know that he's in the better car when it comes to those road courses. So Brad Keselowski is going to have to knuckle down. Um, he's going to maybe, you know, somebody like Martin Truex or Kyle Larson or Christopher Bell, somebody like that has, you know, major issue at the beginning of the race, and uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, but I think that he's... He's got a tough hill to climb right now with uh, with with Tyler Reddick uh, being you know that close to him. Uh, that that wreck at Talladega has killed him. I mean, he was 
all he had to do is finish that race 25th and he'd be all but locked into this playoff, uh, this next round of the playoff. But, you know, finishing 33rd and uh, now, now, like I said, he's two points out or two points ahead of Tyler Reddick. Um, he's got a tall task to, to outpoint him. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, but I just don't see it happening. I think Tyler Reddick beats him. I think he beats him on points, um, if not winning the race. So um, I think the top seven stay the same. I think William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Chris Buescher, Martin Trex Jr., and Kyle Larson all make it. I think Tyler Reddick uh, jumps Brad Keselowski. And then your four out are going to be Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch. Um, I think Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain probably will have good days, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're good enough to be, be better than Reddick or, or Brad. So, uh, like I said, if without one of those guys behind Denny, uh, Bell, Busher, uh, Truex, or, or Larson having a bad day, uh, I think Reddick, Reddick jumps Keselowski. Damn, that pain you to say that? It does, but he's just hey, he hadn't been good enough on road courses. And to be fair, you picked him out in this yeah. round anyway. And, and, and I hope he's not. I hope he goes in there and, you know, leads every lap. But um, he just he hadn't shown me anything on road courses all year. So why, why expect him, why expect him to, to, to figure it out now? Yeah. And uh, it kind of hurts for me because, you know, I, I picked Brad to make the round of eight just because I thought, you know, Texas and, and, and Talladega would – would go well and it's usually to be fair and it has it was was until that wreck with um with late in the race at Talladega this past he's lucky he's got those 10 stage points yeah because he'd he'd have no shot but the the thing is you got to think of we got stage cautions coming back at the end of these stages I bet Reddick's gonna do the same thing (sighs) what if he's top five you race the points yeah you race the points if you're what, Okay, what if he starts on pole and it's clearly the fastest guy? He goes out to a two, three-second lead. He still takes the points? Take the points. Because you don't have to win. You just have to outpoint Brad. Yeah, that's a tough spot, man. It's a tough spot. You know, we talked about this a, little, a couple weeks ago about, you know, them bringing stage cautions back to the Charlotte River. We're not a fan of it. You know, we'd like to just, you know, what you started the year out as, finish the year out as. But we understand it. it. You know, we've had the past two road courses have no, pretty much no cautions. You know, the Indy Road Course and, and Watkins Lynn and then um, very, very lackluster races. Other than, you know, maybe the the, road, the finish of the Indy Road Course was good because Chase Elliott was trying to chase down Michael McDowell. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's been really a, kind of a, a bland um, two past two road course races and NASCAR wants the playoffs to be entertaining, energetic, restarts, wrecks, chaos. So I get it. And the Roval last year was terrible. So you know, you want you want you want this race to to do good and, and have something to talk about on Monday other than just who got eliminated and the race was fucking boring. So I understand it. Um I think the key is the six car Brackensowski has to qualify well. I think if he qualifies well, that kind of opens up the opportunity for him to either take stage points or if he thinks he's good enough, you know, pit before the stage ends. But it kind of determines on what other people do, too. I th- the, the 45 corner is obviously the one he's got to look at and see what they're doing and see where he's at. And I do think that, th- that 45 car will be one of the fastest cars this weekend based on just 
how good Tyler Reddick is in the past and how good the 2311 team has been on, on road courses this year, especially the 45 car. So, you know, that's really going uh, the points battle between the six and the 45 might get, might be over by the time stage two ends. And if that's the case, then Brad kind of has nothing to lose and the 45 has everything to has everything to lose, which could kind of, predicament for both you know if brad's got if he's fucking 15 points out and he's running 20th he's gonna go balls to the wall you know he's, he's gotta he's gotta make up 15 positions or he's just gotta have the 45 fuck up late which is possible Turn with the restart yeah you never know try hook him in the but thing. um uh, denny safe <sighs> i would say christopher safe but i just don't know he won this race last year I know, but he he wasn't the but he got lucky. He pitted oh, he pitted late. Wow. I mean, he ran fifth all day, but he pitted late and did a great job. Don't get me wrong; he did a great job getting his way. Are you telling me he's not going to be good this weekend? I don't know. I, that can you trust the twenty car? I can trust the car and I can trust a driver. I don't know. I, the Christopher will make it, but I'm not a hundred percent confident he will. Just like the five car Kyle Larson, like he should make it. <laughs> 15 points out. He's fucked this race. He fucked the race over last year. Now, to be fair, I don't think it was his fault. It was a mechanical issue, if I'm not mistaken. Or he might have hit the wall, I think like he you hit said. The wall. Whatever happened, he fucked it up last year and missed the round, round eight because of this race. Don't really trust five team. 17 car, normally, yes, he should finish top 10, top 12. He's teetering the past couple weeks. I think he's 9 out of 10. Top 10 finishes. The last 10, I think he's got nine top 10. Just like, what was, what was the super speedway record the past five, six races? Probably fucking top five, top 10 every time. What happened this week? Yeah, what's easier to finish top 10 on this road course or top 10 to the super speedway? What's easier? Yeah, I'd say the road course. The super speedway? No. Okay. When you have the best car, he's not going to have the best car this weekend. It's fine. If he's got a top 10 car, he's I'm, I'm not saying 10. he's going to miss it, but, I mean, there, there's not a lot of room to fuck up here for the for the 17 team. They're he not safe to, either. He needs to finish 10th. He'll be the, fine. The 19. He should be fine. But have we seen, have we shown, have we seen anything from that 19 team to say, yeah, he's going to be good. He's ran. You know, he's good road. I mean, yes, he's a good road course racer. Sonoma. Yes. But what has he shown the past six weeks? Past six weeks don't matter. His bad, his best finish in the playoffs is seventeenth. Like yes, which will probably get it done. To be fair, fair but seventeenth for him this weekend is fine. If what if Ross Chastain wins the race? That bumps him down. Then it's the battle between him and Larson. And then Reddick. Not really. Because Brad and Reddick are so far. Well, I mean, unless Reddick wins both It'd stages. It'd be one of those two. Yeah, then then it's a close battle. That's what I'm saying. And and well, Chris is right there with him. Listen, but I think... The problem is the road courses package sucks. Yeah. So a prob- it, You're not going to be able to It's pass. probably not going to have a whole lot of shit unless you have crazy restarts, a whole bunch of guys dumping each other at the end, which yeah. could happen. Don't get wrong. could, could possibly happen. happen. What, what's probably going to happen, in my opinion... Is those top seven dudes are going to all qualify in the top eight, top ten? Um, Brad Keselowski will probably be somewhere in the top twenty. Uh, 
Tyler Reddick will probably be somewhere in the top 15. Ross Chastain probably somewhere in the top 15. And Tyler Reddick will get a couple points in stage one. Brad will probably finish fifth to eighth, um, just depending on you know how pit strategy goes. He'll be up a couple points uh, going into stage two. Reddick will probably get a couple more points than him in stage two. And uh, they'll be close at the line, uh, cutoff line. And Reddick will finish better than him by a couple spots at the end of the race, probably three, four, five, six spots at the end of the race and outpoint him by three, four, five points. And somebody that already has a win or that is already um, locked into the playoffs at that point, the next round on points, will probably win the race. That's probably what's going to happen. Brad probably loses out by five, six points. Yeah, that's what I was was about to say. I think if Brad comes out of Talladega 10 points or more, I think he's got a very good shot at making the next round. But two points at a a track where, since he's been in that six car, he has really struggled at. I would love to see what Brad Kozlowski's best road course finish is in the sixth car because I don't think it's that good. It's probably like 14, 15, something like that. So, you know, as much as I want to be right and have Brad in the round of eight, I just, I agree. I just don't see it happening. And um, I hope I'm wrong because, you know, I'd rather see a Ford make it than a Toyota. Um, 15th at the Glen. 15th at the Glen. So, and that's his best road course. So, you know, I, I think Tyler jumps them, or maybe Ross and Kyle. Don't sleep on Ross and Kyle. I think they're going to bring everything they got to this road course. I just don't think it'll be enough. I just haven't seen enough from the Chevys um, on the in the road on the road courses the past couple road courses, other than Hendrick. Really, I mean Hendrick's got the Chevy. It's got the Chevys down pat with the road courses. Um, but Ross and Kyle will be fast. I just don't think it'll be enough. And uh, probably the 45. Bubba, he's going to need chaos for him to make it, I think. I think he can ran, I think he can run top 15, but f- with him being nine points out, I just don't think that's going to be enough. Unless the 19 or the 17 or the 5 or the 6, like two of them have problems, like early in the race. Then the 23 could possibly point his way in late. But I don't see that happening. Um Cars are just too good. The guys are too good nowadays, um, and the cars are, you know, like I said, they're they're spec cars. I mean, they're every every everybody's car is built the same, so it's hard to have mechanical failures nowadays. But it's not it's not impossible, but it's just rare nowadays. So I think that's the only way the the, the that Bubba gets in. Obviously, this is not his strong suit. He needed to have a better run and get more points to Talladega for him to be in a better spot. And he just didn't do that. So uh, I think the 45 will make it over to six. And um, kind of agree with the round of eight. Um, I, I still think possibly somebody from Bell to to Larson might have a problem and fall out. And then that creates even more uh, chaos, which we don't, which we're not expecting, but it, it definitely could happen. Hopefully it does happen because that'll help Brad get in. But, you know, like I said, I just. Top seven, probably going to make it. And then it's going to be, you know, does the... Well, look, well, okay. Top seven, two, probably three. 
Byron Blaney already locked in. Hamlin, he starts a race, finishes stage one. He's make he's made it. Four. Out of those four, Bell, Busher, Truex, Larson. Right? Bell, Busher, Truex, Larson. Yeah. Out of those four that are kind of good. Keselowski. Well, I don't talk about Keselowski. Four that are decently good. Who do you think is more likely to have a problem? Uh, Christopher Bell, probably. Yeah. Um, just because of his pit crew. Um, he could not get any stage points all day because of bad pit stops. Um, he could, you know, have a loose wheel and end his day, you know, be mired two, three laps down all day. You never know. Um, that pit crew's not been good uh, for him in this playoffs. Um, Chris Busher, like I said, as, as long as he runs 10th all day, he'll be fine. Um, Martin Truex, as long as he doesn't wreck, he should be okay. I think Brad's going to surprise you. Though. I think Brad will be French top 10. I just, Hopefully. I, I just Hopefully think you're that right. 45 car the might be French is, top 5. Yeah, the 45 <laughs> car might come out and win the race. You yeah, never, he you, could. You know, that's where the issue is. Because I think I think him, I think Brad's gonna really take a lot from Chris. Because Chris, he's very good at red courses. You know, I want I want to say you're right, but the problem with that is, if that was the truth, why hasn't that happened yet? Maybe Brad's was trying it on trying it on his own. I Maybe he just it. doesn't like Chris's setups. I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I mean, Brad, I it's not it. like Brad's a bad road course racer. He's not the best, but he's not terrible. Goose egg never won one. Never won a road course. Yes, race. but he's he's could have won multiple Watkins Glen races, and he's could have won a couple of Roval races, which is the track we're going to. So well, I like Sonoma, where he's never been really right. good. Hopefully, you're right. But I just Mr. Positivity over here. I'm I've trying got, to be optimistic. I've got I've I've watched five road course races this year. Then you rate Jimmy Johnson at fucking Coda and take him at take his ass out. Yes, he finished thirty fifth. Thanks, Brad. Um, I have zero reason for confidence in this car this weekend. Zero. So you have Tyler making it over Brad? Yep. Top seven stay the same. Brad jumps, or Tyler jumps Brad. Well, while you go to pee, I'm going (laughs) to hit that button. (gasps) And a button. Attaboy. We got another long one for you today. If you've made it this far in the episode, we love you. Um, I'll go first since Riley is on the pisser. Uh, my Attaboy from uh, Talladega. Is gonna go to the one, the only, one of the best mustaches in NASCAR. Cause I forgot all about it till we talk about the the Matt Crafton, uh, Nick Sanchez situation. I'm giving it to fucking Brett Brett Griffin, Brett Moffat, man. Um, one off in the Truck Series. He's done pretty damn good in the Xfinity Series this year for for what team he's driven for in the Xfinity Series. Had some good runs. Uh, I think he's still like top 12, top 12 in points, not top 12, but like top 15 in points in the Xfinity series. 
Um, done a great job for the uh, for them in the Xfinity Series. And then he goes and does uh, one off a front row at Talladega. Probably just there because um, uh, trying to help Zane Smith out at 38 team, help him in the playoffs, have one more card, help him try to do well in the race. Well, Zane, you know, fucks up early, you know, misses his pit stall. Then he has a gear shifting issue and has to, you know, park it for pretty much the rest of the race. So that allows Brett to kind of, Hey, go for broke, try to win this race with really no help really with uh, for him or with him. And he still, still goes out there and beats a lot of uh, truck regulars that have been, you know, been racing all year in this truck, in this truck series. Got way more uh, confidence in their car, way more uh, experience in this car or this truck. And uh, he goes out there and wins it, man. Uh, impressive, impressive. I say Brett Moffitt is one of the most underrated drivers in NASCAR. If he got a good ride in any series, I mean, he saw he won a damn truck championship for uh, 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 Tory Racing uh, back in 2018. So, right? 16. Nice. Stuart Friesen. Yeah. So, he I mean, won he, one too, didn't he? Who? Didn't Stuart Friesen win a tr- truck championship? No, he has not. And, uh, but man, Brad has done a great job. He did a great job on Saturday, really, like I said, but no, no major help, and he still was able to beat him. Beat all the truck guys, and uh, hopefully next year is is a good year for Brett. Hopefully, he gets some opportunities, whether that's in uh, good equipment in the trucks or in the Xfinity series. I mean, this guy's got talent. I mean, he's about thirty. He's I think he's in his thirties now. I mean, he's running out of time, and I think he's a very a very good talent. I know I like him. I'm biased because you know I've met him before. He's a great guy. Greenville Pickens Motor Speedway, but uh, this guy's got a lot a lot of talent. Great, great attitude, great driver. And uh, I just hope he gets a chance one day in the Cup Series and, and good equipment. That may not never happen, but I hope it does. But uh, for him to win the Truck Series on Saturday in a one-off, ain't been in the truck all year. I know he's in great equipment, but still, it's a great job for for uh, Brett Moffitt. So, uh, boy, Brett. I just got a – this is a wild-ass stat. So I'm looking at the truck champions over the years. Of course, 1995 was the first truck season. Mike Skinner won the championship for RCR. Um, listen, the first Ford championship in the truck series Greg Biffle. was Greg Biffle in 2000. Who do you think the next one was? Hmm. Was it pre-2017? No. No. Zane Smith. No, it was Matt Crafton in 2019 for Thor Sport. Okay, to be fair, he switched. They switched. Thor yes. Sport switched from like Toyota and to Ford, Toyota Ford, Toyota Ford. Yeah, it's f- fair. It was Matt Crafton and then Zane Smith. They, have, they only have three championships in the truck series. And it was 2000, 2019... And 2022. That's wild. Uh, Chevrolet has about a billion of them. Um, Mike Bliss won one. Uh, Ted Musgrave won one for Dodge. Damn. Who's your attaboy? Attaboy James Busher for winning the 2012 Truck Championship. Um, now, um, you already hit that button. I was taking a piss. Um, my attaboy... It's got to go to none other than the winner of the Cup Series race, uh, Ryan Blaney. 
I don't know how you give it to anybody else. Um, I do because I just gave it. Yeah, I know. I heard you. I gave it to the wrong guy. Um, And I'm glad you didn't give it to him because got nobody else. Uh, But, you know, you said somebody stupid like uh, Ted Musgrave in the truck championship. Yeah, back in 2006. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, Blaney, you point, you're probably without this win. You're not in trouble, but uh, you're not looking good. Um, you're probably back there with Brad somewhere. Uh, oh, they talking about me with the with the steak dinner situation. Oh, no, fuck you. <laughs> um, we got that looking forward to. You're week. only up one. It happens. Um, we'll change that this weekend. Uh, but Blaney's um, point situation was not great. Um, heading into Talladega, wouldn't have been great leaving. Talladega, uh, but he did win a stage, got a stage point, then won the race. That's five more stage points. Uh, so that's making me look even better because I picked him to win a championship. So, um, you know, Vance off into round eight, get a win. So that's five plus the stage win, six playoff points. It's going to help you into the round eight. Uh, so big, big day for that 12 crew. Uh, got some tracks coming up at the next, uh, the next round that, you know, he's got one that I think he'll be okay at. Uh, the other two, um, maybe going to be a struggle. So, um, hopefully, these stage points propel him through because, you know, in the round eight, one guy points his way in. Uh, so, hopefully, that's uh, that's Ryan Blaney because uh, I don't see him winning the race in the next round. So, um, him winning the race, getting those stage points uh, this week uh, are going to help him. Uh, and he can go out and try to get some stage points because uh, he's probably not going to win this weekend. So maybe he'll stay out, get a, a stage win, get another playoff point or two uh, this weekend. So uh, attaboy, Ryan Blaney. It's always good when you can win your way into the next round and uh, solidify your uh, championship bid going forward. Hey, Dad, bud. That, ain't that, that motherfucker bad. is 97 degrees. No, it's not. You're almost done with it. Anyways. You can't do that. Hit it. What's that one right there? Ah, Don't ask. I hit the wrong one. That's it right there. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is the highlight. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, that's close enough. segment of You Can't Do That. You can't do that. Who can't do that this week? Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Uji, Fred Davis. You can't do that. You can't do that. Who's your You Can't Do That? Me for what we just did. Mm, uh, be. You can't do that. I'm giving it to myself. Mm. Uh, one of the stories I didn't tell you from this weekend. Oh boy. Um, well, I might have told you, but I didn't tell the. I don't know. I don't think I did tell you. I don't uh, think so, so. Uh, you've been with me at several weddings. I've been to yours. You've been to mine. We I came get, together. Yeah, we all come together. 
Um, I usually get fairly intoxicated at weddings. No. And I like to dance when I'm drunk. So I'm out there on the dance floor a lot at weddings, right? Don't want ripping your pants. No. So uh, we already told that story. I didn't rip my pants. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I, um, I carry a firearm with me for most mm. places. Um, you have told me about this. So I was dancing on the dance floor, and uh, my fucking gun, <laughs> holster and all, comes flying out of my... I have no idea how this shit happened comes flying out of my pants onto the dance floor gun comes flying out of the holster because it's just a little lever or leather holster you know there's no um security or anything it just sits in there and uh yeah it comes flying out fucking gun just on the dance floor in between all these motherfuckers and i'm looking down there's a gun there but i have to pick it up put it back in the holster put the holster back in my pants and i'm just like you know what I'm going to go change into some shorts. <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, but, yeah. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Shit. Yeah, you didn't finish the story. Well, well, I, no, I left it on the bathroom counter before that. Oh, okay. I thought you did that after. No, no, no. So, okay, but well, I ripped that part So out. I had already ripped my pants. So I... Listen, so this is the whole story about the pants and the whole I wish the video, the camera was so died. So the... I put this on TikTok. The... I take my suit pants out of the little hanger thing they give you at Men's Warehouse, all right? So I'm in the bathroom getting ready. I pull it out, put on my pants, and there's a hole in, in my crotch, like the size of a quarter, like rip right in the seam of my crotch. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I go over to this, to, we call her drill sergeant. She was the, uh, she was just the day of coordinator. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I go up drill sergeant. I'm like, Hey, this shit's fucked. What do I do? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Luckily, one of the girls that were putting up like the shades and shit were like, I have some safety pins. Let's try that out. So I was like, all right. So I safety pin it. It works. We go through the ceremony. Everything's good. We start dancing. I hit the splits. Rip my fucking pants. I'm like, all right, well, this is a problem. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm trying to re reapply the safety pins, but it's ripped worse. So the safety pins aren't working. Do well, my gun's in my waistline at this point, so I have to take the gun out, and I set it on the counter of the, the sink and everything in the bathroom while I'm trying to do these safety pins. Matt, my sister boyfriend, fiance, comes in. He's like, hey, I found a sewing kit. Let's go sew these fucking pants up. And I say, yeah, no problem. Let's do that. So we leave the bathroom. I left my gun on the sink. I'm already fucked up at this point, of course. Shouldn't have the gun on me to begin with. Um, <laughs> so we're sewing it up. Nick comes in. He's like, hey, this is your gun. <laughs> Why was it in the bathroom? I was like, hey, my bad. And then you know, we go out and start dancing and that's, I ripped my pants again <laughs> and the gun comes flying out at that point. So yeah, just an all in all bad day at the office. But uh, you had a good time though. A hell of a, hell of a time. Do it again tomorrow. You'll talk about our buddy or I guess it's our buddy getting, taking a joy ride down. Yeah, Columbia. Well, Avenue. he didn't go. He didn't go joyriding. He went walking. Walking. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. He went walking. Got lost. Um, cops came to my hotel room door, knocked <laughs> on the door, said, "Hey, your buddy's lost. Call an Uber for him." I said, 
No. He's a grown adult. <laughs> He's a grown adult. He can make his own decisions and figure his own shit out. I'm going back to sleep. Like you did with me and Nash. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm at least consistent in these situations. Yeah, you are. Uh, and to I be fair, though, I think our friendship's a little stronger than you, it yours is. and Tyler's. It is. Um, but to be, uh, you know, I was... I was. Listen, I would have been a hand. I would have been annoyed by myself in Nashville that day. If so I get it, if you make the decision, I'm going to bed. All right. If you make the decision to not go to sleep, it is not my responsibility to make sure that you make it back to where I am. Yeah, it's yours. I got you. So, the fact that you left the safety of my nest, <laughs> it's your responsibility to make it back. The nest, I'm not. We had a bird. I'm not coming to get you. Nest. So, Tyler, you can't do that. I thought it was you. Uh, him too. Uh, okay. Well, I wish I had some elaborate story about me ripping my pants and dropping a gun on the dance floor, but uh, I don't. Um, I'm going to give my you can't do that other than Zaniel Smith. Zane Smith. Ah, he ran somebody over. He about killed one of his crew, uh, crew members. On Saturday, um, big race for for them in that thirty eighteen. Excuse me, I, uh, you know, that was a big race for them. They had to good do do good, and uh, I don't know if you know him fucking up on pit road, spinning out. If that what caused his transmission or gear shift issue, or whatever, which ultimately ended his day. But I sure as hell didn't help him, and uh, you know. He came on the pit road, I think, in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, he just makes that mistake. I don't know if he got on the brakes too hard or the car just locked up or whatever happened. Uh, you just can't do that uh, in a playoff race. When you're not good on points, you got to go in. You got to go in the homestead now and win when um, you probably shouldn't even be in this position in the first place. But mistakes have cost you and your team all year. Haven't won a whole lot of races this year. He's, he's made some mistakes himself. And um, now he's got to go win at Homestead because of this possible mistake, you know, but, you know, you never want to endanger your, your pit crew uh, team. And that's what exactly what he did. Now, I'm not saying he did it on purpose. Obviously, he didn't do it on purpose, but you, you still got to live with what you did. And uh, it sure as hell didn't help his team and his crew. Luckily, the guy, the, the crew member that got hit by his damn back end of his car was okay. Got interviewed, said he was all right, ready to go for the next stop. Obviously, that stop never happened because they had those gear and transmission problems or whatever it was. But um, Saint Smith, um, you haven't ran. You you've you've kind of underwhelmed us, underwhelmed pretty much everybody this year. After winning the championship last year, everybody thought you'd kind of be a shoe in to make this four, the championship four again and uh, win multiple races this year. I think, he, I think he's only won, what, two races this year, I think? Mm. So kind of underwhelming, to be to, to be uh, quite frank with you. But um, just make another mistake um, in a crucial race, and uh, you just can't do it. You can't do it. Now, luckily, next year he's going to the Cup Series to race for um, Spire and, and Trackhouse, so um, he's getting a good opportunity next year. But um, for, him to win the cha- for, for him to go back-to-back in the Truck Championship, it's going to be hard now just because he uh, put himself and his team in a bad position on pit road. Uh, obviously, didn't mean to do it, but he still did it, and it uh, hurt him and his team. So, Zane Smith. You can't do that. Took the words right out of my mouth, man. Mm. Roval. What we got? Right and left this week. Right and straight backwards. 
And upside down. Is this the last Robo race? Hopefully. I'm asking. Do you think that's what it what they say? That's what they say. That's what I've been hearing. I'm hearing they're going back to the Bank of America. I'm you know, we skipped over that topic. <laughs> Did we? Talk, talk about it real quick. We got <laughs> Iowa coming in 2024 yeah. in the Cup Series. Iowa and the Xfinity Series. And the Xfinity Series. Um, Indianapolis. Bengals coming back. For the 30th anniversary, mm-hmm. North Wilkesboro's coming back to be the all-star race next year. Yep. Great decisions, I think, all around. I'm excited about Iowa. be the first time Cup Series going to Iowa. The problem is short track package fucking yeah, sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It does, but it's pretty much Richmond, and Richmond is probably the best short track um, with this next-gen car, so hopefully it'll be good. Maybe. I like all, I like all the decisions. You know, we got we got happy with this road course dilemma and we went road course crazy a couple years ago. And now with this nation car, it's been terrible. Now we're getting rid of some of them. Glad to see the Indianapolis oval race come back because I think it'll be a, not a great race, but it'll be a better race than the road course. I think, even though I thought we thought the road course was pretty damn good, but I think the, the oval will be better just because these cars, ironically, even though they're built more like a sports car, I think they race better on ovals clearly than they do on, um, on road courses, which is weird because they're built like an IMSA sports car. So, um, good decisions overall, all around by NASCAR. Hopefully, we get the 2024 full schedule release. I think it's probably the Canada date that's still kind of dragging everything down. Um, we're in beginning of October. <laughs> I mean, the season ends next month. So, hopefully, we get it here soon because uh, it's not a great look for NASCAR if you don't get your schedule out, you know, you know, a couple weeks before the season ends because you need people to be able to make plans and, you know, be able to get tickets and, you know, all that stuff for next year. So, like all the things NASCAR doing with, doing with the schedule, um, because how bad North Wilkesboro was as far as the race goes, I, I'm glad we're just doing it for an all-star race again. Hopefully they can continue to work on the short track package to get it better before we make North Wilkesboro, maybe Rockingham, bring it bring it back to the Cup Series. Um. Work on the work on the package before we bring those races into point races. Yeah. All right. I agree. Robo. <laughs> yeah, Robo might be the last one. So uh, hopefully it'll be a good one. Uh, I don't think it will be. Uh, like you said, um, this car just struggles on road courses for whatever reason. Um, it's not that the car. <laughs> To road course fans, is probably good racing, but uh, yeah, for F one fan watches this race, yeah, probably love it. Yeah, but NASCAR racing, this it's just not NASCAR racing. It's uh, the car handles too good on road courses. Uh, it turns right and left way too well. It kind of evens out the skill uh, gap that what what used to be. You know, you used to have your two three guys that were fast. I mean, Chase Elliott last couple years of that Gen six car. I mean, he was just way better than everyone else. And uh, he hasn't won a race in this next-gen car to road course. So, um, you know, it's... Could have several times. Sure, yeah. Surely could have, but, you know, when you are winning every other one... Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Won, uh, like, what, six straight? I don't know about that. About four or five straight? Yeah, he won I mean, four or five straight, at least. He won a ton of them. Yeah. And uh, so... That was a great time. And that's when, <laughs> you know... the. I used to like road course racing a lot when, you know, there's two, three a year and, you know, you'd go there and 
it was just wild. I mean, you think back to the what, 2011 Watkins Glen race with Brad and 2012. Yeah, with Brad and uh, 18 and Marcus Marcus Ambrose. Then you think back to some some of the Sonoma races back during that time. That's some of the best NASCAR uh, road course racing you could see, and that's why they brought more road course racing in is because the intermediate package sucked the intermediate package sucked and and you saw shit like that happen all the time at road courses but now let's put more of them now all these guys are so good Mm -hmm. and all these cars are so good that you know that type of thing just doesn't happen anymore because you know you had brad dipped off a tire and then the 18 got the lead and the 18 made a mistake and mark zambros was there and it it was just you know back and forth for those last couple laps, and and that just doesn't happen anymore because the guy in front's probably not going to make a mistake now because they're just that good. Um, so hopefully it's the last one. Um, hopefully uh, Brad can get back to his you know top five road course days and uh, point his way into the next round of the playoffs. But uh, as we talked about earlier, I just don't see that happening. Um, I think this will probably turn into a wreck fest at the end, uh, just because of the way turn one works and um, the fact that uh, stage cautions are back. Uh, so cautions breed cautions. I think that uh, there'll be a lot, a lot more wrecks, uh, at least towards the uh, the middle part of this race and probably towards the end as well, because the field will be more congested. So um, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, last year's race fucking sucked here. I was there. Uh, it was very boring. It's the worst race I've ever been to. Um, I mean, I was sitting in great seats right there on the front stretch exit of the chicane, and um, I was bored all day. Uh, so um, it better not be an at a race, but um, I mean, when the when the 2016 Coke 600 is better than that race, uh, you know, you've got some I issues. I was there, so, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. with that being said, who do... Uh, or what do you think you're going to see? I'd say jumping on there. I um, we, we skipped a whole segment, so yeah, we did. I um, with them moving the restart zone to where it's at now, it's going to be in. They're not going to skip the little um, chicane chicane right there. They're going to actually use that chicane for the restarts. I think that'll help the 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 the, the chaos going into turn one, which you could argue is worse or better. Um, as far as entertainment goes for racing, for pure racing etiquette is better, but for probably entertainment wise, it might be a little, little worse just cause you won't have everybody so stacked on top of each other. If, you know, certain people get, you know, get leader gets a big old jump and then you know, everybody's just kind of late to the jump after that. It'll kind of spread the field out and, you know, allow more pure racing and less dive bombs to happen going into turn one. But yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting a whole lot from this race. It's a cutoff race. I kind of would rather have Talladega. I know it kind of sounds stupid, but I kind of I'd rather have Talladega be a cutoff race. Just if you're going for entertainment, you know, just make it all chaos. And I think Talladega would be a better cutoff race than this race, just because how bad the road course package is with this nation car. And um, you know, track position is going to be huge. You're going to have to qualify well, like I've said in the past. You're going to have to – the thing is this year, though, you know, with this race, it was different from all the other road course races this year. Stage cautions are back, so you're going to have to choose between track position or stage points. 
And it's according to who's up there, who qualifies well. If you're Denny Hamlin or William Byron or Ryan Blaney or somebody like that, you can just go for track position because really points really don't matter. But if you're Brad Keselowski, if you're Bubba Wallace, if you're Tyler Reddick, uh, if you're Chris Busher, you got to think about them stage points because um, it's huge. I mean, you could lock yourself into the net or pretty much guarantee yourself without a major problem or a surprise winner at the end uh, of you making it to the round of eight. And it's going to cost you a chance to win the race, but it'll help you advance to round eight, which is your ultimate goal at the end of um, the day. So um, as much as I don't like stage cautions being back at this race, it'll probably make it more entertaining as far as the points situation goes. And uh, it'll probably cause some some late race cautions, maybe. And um, according to you know who who can survive, who can have the right strategy call at the right time, caution comes out at the right time. Maybe when you're pitting during the last cycle of green flag pit stops, helps you you know get the lead. And you know, you're in eighth all day, but you got lucky with the pit cycle when somebody wrecks going into the um, down the back stretch in that little bus stop you know you just never know so um it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens the racing product itself probably won't be good just because we just haven't really seen the racing at road courses since this next gen car has been implemented has been very good so um i hope i just hope for an entertaining race i hope for the point situation to be entertaining and to keep people intrigued because i just don't think the racing product will be that good so who's going to win it? So with my win with Ryan Blaney last week, I am up by one. It's my first time leading since... Been a minute. It's probably been since before. I think it's been since right before Chris went to Daytona when you got that two pointer. So I've uh, got the lead back. I've had a good couple weeks with my picks. Um, you know, I really, to be honest with you, there's only three people that come to mind. Um, you know, one's a non playoff driver and two are playoff drivers that need to run pretty well here. You know, the, the first one that comes to mind is is the non-playoff driver, Chase Elliott. Uh, my guy, he's always great here. Um, even last year, um, he was good. First year, the next-gen car, he sh- probably could have won the race if it wasn't for a late-race caution. He was leading the race. I know it's about between him, Reddick, and A.J. Allmendinger, but he probably won the race if it wasn't for a caution late. However, that caution happened, I can't quite remember. And, you know, he's won this race... You know, he probably could have won it in 2021 if Harvey doesn't dump him. <laughs> um, going into three when they get back on the real track. And then 2020, he won, uh, I think. 2019, he won. Yeah, 2020, 2019, he won. Uh, it's one of the best tracks. So it's definitely he's up there for me. Kyle Larson, he's won this race in 2021. Um, the five car has been very fast in these playoffs. Um, last week he did what he had to do. Gained he gained points on the cutoff line, which is 
very good for Kyle Larson that five team, considering how bad he's been at road courses or how bad he's been at super speedways the past his whole career really. And uh, then Tyler Reddick is another guy. He's won at Coda. Uh, he's won multiple road course races in this in this next gen car. Um, he was very fast here last year in the eight car. Um, I just do I trust that team? I don't know. I really don't know. He's got to have a good race. I think they'll bring a very fast car. He could be the fastest car on the track. But will he win? I don't think so. I think it'll be one of them Hendrick cars. And uh, I think it's going to be the best chance for this guy to win the rest of the year. Um, Non-playoff driver hasn't won yet. And uh, usually at least one wins in the playoffs. Non-playoff driver wins. So, um I don't feel great. I feel I feel like a couple cars will be faster than the nine car, but uh, Chase will find a way in the end. I think he has the less he has the the less what's what's the word I'm the trying least to, find. to lose the least to lose. Uh, he's in the owners point side, but he's looking pretty good in the owner points by owners point side. I think he's like fourth in the owner point side, so he can kind of go out there and try to go for the win. And uh, Chase Elliott, it's just kind of hard to. For him to for for me to fathom that he won't win a race this year, um. So give me the nine car, Chase Elliott, my guy. This is like I think this is his best best chance to win a race. I don't think he can win at Vegas, Homestead, or Martin. He could win at Martinsville. I just don't know how much how good that car will be. Just because considering probably the five and twenty four being the round eight too, I think they'll bring kind of better equipment and better cars for that for those teams and him. And uh, like I said, I think the five will be probably faster than him, but I think Chase Elliott is such a good track for him. They want to get a win. They want to lock themselves into the round of eight on owner's points. Give them the nine car. That's a good pick. That's who I was going to pick. So um, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, really nothing else I can say about that. Um, I also believe the Hendrick cars will be fast. The problem I'm having is picking which one. So um, – it ain't going to be Alex Bowman. Uh, so, you know what? I've only picked the other two once, it looks like, each. So, um, you know, give me the 24. Uh, William Byron uh, has been good on road courses here recently. Um, he's already got a win. He's already locked in uh, to the next round. So, um, with that being said, the strategy is going to work out for him to be up near the front at the end. He doesn't have to worry about getting stage points or anything like that. Uh, so he'll be up near the front at the end. Uh, so as long as he doesn't have an issue, I think he'll finish top five at the very least. And um, hopefully that's just better than the nine car, uh, which probably will be. So um, mm. at least one could hope, right? <laughs> you need this. I do. You need this. If I get up. I think it's a good pick. It's good. I th- I think a smarter pick for you would have been Kyle Larson just because he n- needs to run better. Like Kyle, that's like what I'm William saying. Byron he, but but when, when Kyle really Larson need to run when good, Kyle here. Larson needs to run good. He fucks up. That's true. So I think the fact that William is already locked in, the fact that he doesn't need stage points, he can play that strategy to be there at the end, and he will be. That's true because Kyle kind of. He's teetering between playoff points. Yeah, or I think he'll have track to, position. He's probably going to have to play the playoff points thing at least in stage one. That's true. That's kind of why I picked Chase because he has nothing really to lose there at that point. He just—I think he's going to be fast. It's one of the best tracks. So. 
And and the guy has like six wins this year. So, I mean, it's a pretty good pick no matter where you go. Yeah, it's true. I think I've only picked him once too. So I got him. I got Kyle. Pick him in Phoenix. Is he going to be there? Think so? Yeah. Probably. Might be. But, uh, yeah. Long episode. It was. Two and a half hours. We spent the last, the first 20 minutes fucking off. We did. Trying to shotgun a beer. My wife's pissed. I'm sure she is. But, uh, yeah, guys. Thank you all for listening. It's been real. It's been fun. Ain't been real fun. It hasn't. But uh, y'all got y'all guys, <laughs> y'all follow us on Instagram at the Highline Official. Follow us on um, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, the actual podcast, um, to get every uh, to get a notification of every episode that gets dropped. This episode will get dropped in the next hour and a half, two hours, hopefully, if my computer cooperates. Um, follow us on TikTok at the Highline Podcast. I like a lot of, I like a lot of the um, the conversations. I should say that we're having there on that platform. A lot of people do not like me <laughs> or you, but um, yeah, hey, they're always fine. just trying to argue with us. Yeah, just trying to argue. TikTok is just the new Twitter, I guess. It's always wanting to argue about something, but uh, we appreciate um, y'all that follow us and watch our videos every week. Uh, we'll continue to post them, continue to do all that for, stuff for you. Tell your family and friends of NASCAR, uh, of fans of NASCAR and fans of podcasts to check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and follow us on YouTube at The Highline. And uh, we'll be here for you next week to review the Roval and preview the round of eight. Hopefully, both our fake RFK cars are in it because that's, that's what I predicted. Hopefully that nine car, I have to try to get another beer next week just by myself. Mm. You got anything? Go Cox! Go Tiger, go Cox.